I end up getting full drunk and I passed out. And when I got ready to go to my next destination, because I, cause I wasn't at the destination where the food was made, I didn't take myself any to-go plates. Any to-go plates at all. Like that, That's probably the most upsetting thing about my Thanksgiving. But we're going to get into all that and more in just a few minutes in the Mighty Sports Podcast. Hope you guys are ready for this Thanksgiving extravaganza. Okay, okay, okay. Big man. You want to hear some hot takes? Let's see how woke you are. You know something about podcasts? Hey, diga that. Get me on one, man. I got these three drunk uncles with a sports podcast. They say they got fire takes, pure fuego. You find them wherever you listen to podcasts at. If it's what they say it is, you like and you subscribe. Listen, like, and subscribe, yeah. You know how to call into the show? Yeah, man, do the pod beat. You'll need headphones with a mic to call in. That's no problem, man. They'll also be at Sharky's. 8.07 p.m. on the first Wednesdays of the month. You may get some free Bluetooth. And they keep receipts or so. If anything happens in the sports world, Mighty's gonna drop a tape faster than a rabbit gets fucked. There's only three things I have in this world. My word, my balls, and this podcast. And I don't break them for nobody. My T-Sports Season 7 Oh shit, that's my cue Good Evening and welcome back to another edition of the My T Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one knowing down and throw my Taylor. It is another in Fuego day. Actually, you know what? I can't even say that today. Because I don't know if it's another in Fuego day in the hottest city in the world. I'm not home. I'm, I'm in a remote location. You know what? You know what? It's another magical day in the happiest city in the world. I'm over here in I'm up here in Orlando, Florida, folks. A, a little a little bit north of the most in Fuego city out there. We're having a lovely day. I don't even know what the highs is. I don't know what the lows is. I just know the temperature has been right the whole entire time. It's, it's, it's a little bit of coolness in there. It's, it's, it's about five to 10 degrees cooler than what I've been used to in South Florida. Yeah, uh, uh, excuse me. Yeah, uh, 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 excuse me. Yeah, I've, I've had a couple of beers in me. Oh yeah, I'm on, on vacation. Yeah. You make it happen. You find a way to get away on vacation. Yeah, I'm on vacation. Like I'm on, I'm on, I'm in, I'm on, I'm in full blown vacation mode. Like I ain't done a sit up. I ain't done a push up. I ain't even done an eye roll to keep the cheekbones up and firm. Like I ain't done none of that shit. Be like I, I just been here on, on pure vacation, folks. But that don't mean that the sports world has been on vacation. We got some shit that we gotta talk about. Apparently, they wanna let a couple of cheaters into the Hall of Fame. We need to talk about that, right? We're gonna talk about fuck LeBron James, but we understand. <laughs> we can I. I have to bring up something that I've that I've been seeing, and that is, I don't know if you guys realize this, but there's been a goon mellow out there, and I love it. 
I love the Goon Mellow. We're going to talk about the Goon Mellow. We have Unvaco Flacco. Oh, yes, folks. <laughs> We're going to get into him and the Jets debacle. John Wall. I want to talk about John Wall because his status intrigues me. Apparently, self-freaking Rollins gets attacked. We have our Thanksgiving games, and obviously, bum, 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 Zion returns. Turns, 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 turns. Folks, we have all that and more on the Mighty Sports Podcast. As you guys already know, it's November 26th. This is Season 7, Episode 34, Excerpt 367. Uh, hold on, let me get this on a swivel real quick. Mom Dukes is over here trying to... Give a peace out. Oh no, that just oh that just stopped. <laughs> of course that just stopped. It was it was it was it was, it was it was it was acted up anyway. Okay. Oh shit, let's go back. Let's buy. Yeah, that was Mom Dukes. This is season seven, episode thirty-four, extra three hundred and sixty-seven of the Mod T Sports Podcast. But guys, 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 you know we normally say like regardless of the time or regardless of the weather, right? But but in this particular instance, it's not even that. This is more like, regardless of the location, and regardless of the weather, you play to win the game. Hello? It's always a good time to talk some sports. Let's stir this motherfucker up. So... Let's start talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. Mighty sports. Oh, man. SB, thank you for joining. Thank you for waiting for me. I know you there. Chill, Will. is in the building. We got the drunk uncles popping up. Oh, shit. You know what, fellas, fellas? Give me... Give me about seven and a half minutes. Let me get these birthday shout outs out of the way. I will get into the podcast. I, I want to I know how y'all, how, y'all, how y'all Thanksgivings was. So just give me about seven. Let's, 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 let's go ahead and give some shout outs first. And then we'll get into some personal shit. You know what I mean? You know how we do here. Hey, yo, DJ Mighty. Go ahead and play that beat for me. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's get it. Yeah. Yeah, it's your birthday. We said it's your birthday. Check it. Check it. Yeah. Check it. Check it. Because it's your birthday. We sing happy birthday. Check it. Check it. Yeah. Check it. Check it. Yeah. All right. So I'm not going to talk about the birthdays that we missed. During the holiday season, I'm sorry. Everybody that had a birthday on, on the 24th and the 23rd, you just gonna be asked out, except for my goddaughter AJ Palmer. You're gonna make the one. You're gonna make the one recep- uh, exception. So happy birthday to my to my home to, to my to my goddaughter AJ Palmer. Everybody else, y'all just asked out. So we got birthdays for the 25th. We got birthdays for the 26th. Obviously the 25th. Let's go ahead and start it off by saying happy Thanksgiving to everybody, right? I know everybody. I, I know everybody that celebrates Thanksgiving. You, 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 if you hope you got a chance to get get to get around your friends or your family, got, got some good food, got some got some had to, had a good time. I don't know if you watch some good sports because we were stuck watching Chicago, Detroit, and Dallas. I don't, I don't know how rewarding that is, but. 
got to watch some sports. And hopefully you got to be around some family. You got inebriated. You got intoxicated. You freed your mind. Let your conscience be free. All that stuff. Or whatever you want to be. From from here to, from A to Z. From, from, from you to my T. Wishing everybody happy Thanksgiving. But let's start with the birthdays now. So first birthday on the docket is to my whole boy Charles Kennedy. Charles Kennedy. Charles, now, now people watching on YouTube, pointing the lightning, like a uh, light in. I'm gonna be coming out kind of dark today. Like right? I'm talking about like super dark, like so dark that he used to call it super dark. I'm talking about like that nigga black, <laughs> right? But it's really because we don't got lighters though. Go ahead and deal with it. Everybody else, hey, 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 you take it how we give it, right? Check it, check it, yeah, check it, check it, yeah. So my homeboy Charles Kennedy, Charles Kennedy happens to be an, um, um, a schoolmate of mine, not so much a schoolmate of mine, but an alum, an alumni of mine from the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Yeah, so that's where I know Charles Kennedy from. And then after that, we have a birthday for Felicia Williams Lamar. And Felicia Williams Lamar, now I'm trying to remember... I'm trying to remember what your what your real last name was, Felicia, when I first met you. I'm trying to remember because you because now I see you got a couple last names now since um since since we last since we were last in each other's presence. But Felicia Williams Lamar was not only a battle buddy of mine, but also was a roommate of mine when we uh, when I was stationed over in Indiana. Listen, guys, you guys all know Indiana shit was sweet. Like back then, they were two story. Three bedroom, two story, three bedroom townhouses for six hundred and fifty dollars. Couldn't beat that shit. Can't beat that shit at all. And the army was giving you like twelve hundred for a for housing allowance at that time. You do the math. Check it. Check it. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Also, we have here. We have here. We have a birthday today. We have birthdays today. Right, we got her birthday to my homegirl Jessica Theman. Now Jessica Theman happens to be what's going on Triple P seeing you pop up in the podcast. Triple P popping up in the podcast. Yeah, I like how that's roll. Right, uh, Jessica Theman happened to be a homegirl of mine from Germany. Yeah, I met her at a station over there in Germany. You know, I mean, so one of one of my people. Happy birthday to her. Right, last birthday, not last. Next to last birthday. Also with a birthday today with my homegirl Nicole Lala. Nicole Lala happens to be a homegirl that I met when I got out the army down here in South Florida. Was one of the people that I used to party it up with back in the well, back in the late two thousand in the back in the yeah in the late two thousands. Yeah. That was that homegirl. And then I got my homeboy Richard LeBron. Richard LeBron, like 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 <laughs> that's just one of my dudes. That's another one of my best friends. Right now he's living in Indiana, right? And he's over here seeing all that shit that I used to see over here in India. What's going on, Nickname? Welcome to the podcast. We're doing our birthday shout-outs. If you guys got any birthday shout-outs that y'all want to give out, y'all go ahead and type that up for me real quick, and I'll go ahead and let everybody know. You know, we'll go ahead and drop that little birthday shout-out for them because you know how we sit here on the, on the podcast. Yeah, it's your birthday. We said it's your birthday. So go ahead and check this last birthday of the evening. It's Richard LeBron. Richard LeBron, homeboy of mine from here, on LeBron, from, from here in... Uh, <clears throat> From here, from um, from from down here in South Florida, but also now he's living in Indiana. I mean, like, it's really fun because I'm trying to remember he was also in the service too at one point in time. I know, I know we didn't serve at the same time, 
I'm trying to remember if he was in the service at, 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 that, at that time or whatever. I just know that we kept on crossing. I just know that him and I have crossed paths throughout our lives in a, in a weird way. And I'm trying to remember if that crossing of paths had anything to do with our military service. I know the movement had, was, was due to my military service. Him, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. But to Charles and to Felicia and to Jessica and to Nicole and to Richard, to all of you, we want to wish you a happy birthday. We hope you party hard. We hope you enjoy everything, and more than anything, we hope you continue to stay weekend at Bernie's mode. My team. Oh man. All right. Okay. Yo, DJ My T. Go ahead. Cut the beat. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. Now I'm officially ready for you guys. My bad. But you know how we, you know how we got this. You know how I got this. I, I couldn't. I had to take care of the people's first before we selfishly taking care of each other here on the podcast. Chill Will, SB, what's going on, brothers? How you doing? And I'm glad you here, Chill Will. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Drop takes, don't you? Drop takes, don't you? Sorry, yes, sir. Well, if you're going to drop takes, you might as well go ahead and drop them exhibitiously. <laughs> What's going on, yo? I'm good. I'm good. Yo, so before we before we get into the formalities, I gotta I gotta get, let it something up before I forget. I was I was I was I was chilling the other day, right? And I was in one of my thinking pods, and I was like, a segment came to me for Chill Will, and I was like, and. And I gotta work out this. I gotta work out all of the schematics of it. But I'm pretty sure you can figure out how it may go based off of the title. And it's real simple: chill or no chill. No, oh, that, that, that works. That works. So, yeah. I, I think we can figure out how to get something to work out of there. But yeah, we like we it. got we got to chill. Right. Yeah, I was I was sitting. I was like, you know what? Chill, well, chill or no chill. I think I like how that sounds. I think I like how that works. <laughs> Actually, I was taking a shower, but I didn't want to say that. <laughs> That's the reason why I try to say. That's the reason why I try to say I was in one of my thinking pods. <laughs> I ain't want to admit that this oh. idea came to me while lathering up my body with soap and shit. You know what oh I mean? Oh, my gosh. I was thinking about G-O-L-W. Hell, those shower. Think about G-O-L-W. That story wasn't that fast that you used the word lathering. Oh, my God. I tried to save you. I tried to save you from it, but once you open up that door, you know how I am. <laughs> Listen, I try to save you guys the glory, the, the gory details. The my hello cool J sports. This is for you. I tried to try to avoid it. I, 
Just know the next time oh, I see, this is the next time I see I'm in a thinking pod. I'm in, I'm in a I'm in somewhere where ideas may come to me, and I may not want to admit that. <laughs> And guys, welcome yeah, to the Mighty know, Sports Bucket. Spring body wash, and I thought, you know, right, right. Chilling, no Actually, 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 I use I use Doctor Teal's. By the way, like they, the people that make oh, the Epsom okay. salt, they make soap as well too. They make soap and lotion. So, and 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 I was using. But I was using my new elderberry. I was using my new elderberry scent when that idea oh, came. To- yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. Okay. Let's let's get back to some let's let's get back let's get back on point. I told you I had to, I had to, I actually just had to get back. I just had to get out the chill the chill and no chill set before I forgot. I wasn't trying to go down the rabbit hole, but talking talking about talk about what, what, what we what we've done so far. How was you guys this Thanksgiving? Like how, how was it? And 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 I guess the first question to 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 answer um get, SB started this. How was the macaroni and cheese? Yeah, <laughs> SB. Go ahead, B. I mean, our Thanksgiving's in October up here in Canada, so we spoke hey, Thursday. Hey. Oh. Okay, okay. Oh. Fair enough. We got it right, though, because Thanksgiving comes before Halloween here. You have your dinner before your dessert. True. You, yeah, get, you right. get your big food before right. your candy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah listen, that makes hey, sense. That you? makes sense. Hey, not at all. So, Chill Will, like, how was your Thanksgiving? And more importantly, before we even talk about how was the Thanksgiving, how was the macaroni and cheese? Now, my sister and them, they you ain't you ain't never had a problem with the macaroni and cheese in their house. It's the two best cooks I know in the world. <laughs> they only second, they only really second, second two and two A and B to the person that's not here in the world was my grandma. Facts. So other than that, rest yeah, in peace. Um, yeah, R.I.P. But um, yeah, man, that, 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 that's how it is. That's how it is on Thanksgiving. But I don't really eat a lot of that shit no more because it fucking stomach up. You be fucked up the whole day. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, listen, bro. I ain't half a plate. I'm gonna fuck the whole night. Oh, like, damn, yeah. this shit is not cool. You're older, bro. This shit ain't cool. Uh, and then you got to like go. Oh, you're like a 6 p.m. Thanksgiving family or like a 2 p.m. Thanksgiving family? Nah, man. We black, bro. I don't know what you... Yeah, this is black folks, bro. I, yeah, listen here. This ain't no 2 p.m. nothing. It's, it's We drive. It's 6 o'clock. The food just getting on the table. We hungry as hell. Um, but you know, for the most part, it went well, bro. Um, my sister kind of she on she punctual. I just want to know why the hell you call it. I, I, I'm the only one know noticed that this this nigga is third person when he a DJ. Okay. <laughs> that is not a, you can have you can have somebody in the room say, hey, you can cue. That's the most you can cue somebody say, hey, Jill Wheels. Bring me in, hey, hey B, B, bring me in, hey KJ, hey Lightskin, hey Lightskin, bring me in. Like you ain't do none of that. You can have somebody bring you in. You need a, a drop or something to do that. You can't do that yourself. That's against the rules. 
DJ Mighty, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> DJ Mighty, you the big man. <laughs> 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 He's gonna be MC Mighty, Jam Master Mighty. I would never play hide and seek with your ass. I'm like, no, but look, you right there. Like, you right there. You're right there. Look, the smallest tree you can have behind. Oh, you there. I see you. <laughs> Dr. Mighty. Man, that's crazy, man. I was Oh, man. Listen, as you can see, like, I'm very comfortable yeah. speaking in the third person when I need to be. But that's the DJ, though. Like, you have, I had to create a, a different persona for the DJ. That's you can. That's you, goddammit. Why is saying that? That's you, I see you. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> you giving away behind the scenes secrets. Had fun until you played hide and go seek by yourself. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> man, man, please get this man in his <laughs> Oh shit. Oh man. So 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 so. Oh, I know. I know. We touched on this um with, with you before before Thanksgiving on SB. So now that we got Chill Will here, um, I want to keep this. I, we, we can keep this lighthearted. We, we we can go deep. But from the lighthearted standpoint, this is a sports podcast in the most for the for the most part, like like 51 percent sports podcast. Um, from from a sports standpoint, this year, what have you been thankful for, Chill Will? I'm about living our lives to a, to the better extent once again. And I'm gonna say my piece before I go back. I'm, I'm working. I'm really DJing tonight. Mm, mm, mm. Um, <laughs> hey, as you know, so, um, hey, tell, whoa, whoa, tell, tell, make sure you tell the people where, you, where, you, where you're at tonight. You know you're, not, you know you're supposed to do that every time. Like, don't, don't play with me. Yeah, man. Yeah, man, but I was, you know, we was, uh, we was uh, I ain't gonna fuck up the vibe, man. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so I was just gonna buzz everything up for self-promotion. Like, brat, 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 you can find uh, me, you know, chill, Will, the Cleveland, C-L-E, yeah, brat, 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 you know, with that. Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, you and you can find Chillwood. He's out there. He's out there working the whole entire Ohio scene. Basically, if you if you pay, they play. They, they come and they, and they do and they do all kinds of events. It's not it's not just karaoke, but they'll DJ for anything. They'll do weddings. They'll do birthdays. They'll do bar mitzvahs. Yeah. Like, yeah. like 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 you like you yeah. let, like you let them know what, what you let them know what you want, and they'll go ahead and provide the musical entertainer to match your vibe. <laughs> Absolutely. We got we got what well, we, we got still walk on, we got jugglers, we got karaoke, we got we got we got everything, bro. We can bring a whole carnival to your backyard. Like that. You just hit me up. It's oh the EQ experience too. The EQ experience on Facebook. We got a website, dxp.org. Dxp.org. And then you know it go like that, bro. Whatever, I'm most thankful, man. Y'all brothers here being here. Good talking to y'all. Hope y'all have good holidays. You know what I'm saying? And man, it's just everything kind of opening back up and we get into the regular regular kind of lifestyle, man. Y'all stay blessed, stay healthy. Wash your ass with water. Put some water on that motherfucker. Well, and wash your feet. Wash your feet. And make sure you take care of your chicken. Don't. Yeah, lather up. Don't think about me while you're doing it. Lather up. Get inside the cheeks. Get inside the cheeks. Since we're in the Thanksgiving mode, get inside them yams. Oh, man. Listen, see, this is what happens. Like, I am, I am, I'm at a point, right? I'm at a creative standpoint where I am plagued, where anytime I have downtime, my mind wanders, and and I start having, a, I start thinking of ways to always try to improve shit. So I'm over here thinking, thinking, and the next thing you know, like I hear something or something happens, and I'm like, wait, oh shit. So I'm 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 I'm, I'm it's like basically I'm, I'm always absorbing ideas, and it doesn't matter where I'm at. Like I could be I could be at the doctor, and the doctor's over there like, okay, spread your cheek and lift your sacks. I'm like, okay, I'm like, wait a minute, cheeks and sacks, that could be a segment. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Damn it. I'm gonna get at that age with the prostate exam, so I'm assuming I get something like that. <laughs> I sound your sound's a little feedbackish. Hmm, 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 hmm. Not quite sure if that's a pod bean thing or an overall thing, but listen, it's just another it's something I'll just have to worry about mainly when I if I hear it on the main feed. Cause okay, so Oh, you're back now. You're back now. Okay, so that must be a pod bean thing. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm give you guys a secret. If you're ever wondering how I'm sounding, right, and, and pod bean isn't quite working, go to my website, mytsports.net, and, and I have a live feed directly on there as well on my website. If everything is working well on there, then it's a pod bean thing. I told you guys. Well, I, I'm, I had to set it up my phone here. I got the, I got the YouTube on the corner with the sound off, and I got you, you pod bean. Oh, that's what's up. That's what's up. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all I'll always say. Like, if, if that if the pod beans ever, and I know the pod beans, what I like to use for the call in, right? That's our Bluetooth call, um, get in hotline. But yeah, if, if, if you ever feel like, damn, something's off, see how it's working on the website. And if the website sounds perfectly clear, then it's exclusive to pod bean. And if it's exclusive to pod bean, then I can address it. But at least, at least, at least, at least it keeps me at ease. I can, okay, you know what? This isn't a, this isn't a major audio. This is something that, that is exclusive to pod because pod bean gives you more issues than anything else. I don't have so many issues yeah, with I the. Know you, I know you like to publish them after the fact sometimes. I, want, I just want to let you know when it's happening. Ah, so. see, that's the thing about about the website. The audio that I use to publish is the audio from my website, which is separate from my audio from Podbean. They're two separate audios. Ironically. All right, so I'm gonna just uh, 
I'm just gonna keep keep yeah. keep that peace of mind and not bring that up every time. Yeah, but, <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> no, no, but I know, but I do appreciate it because sometimes they're both related. Sometimes they're both related. Ninety percent of the times, it's exclusive to Podbean. Because ninety percent of the times, I go back and I grab the audio from the, I grab the audio I'm actually gonna use, and I'm like, oh no, things were good, things were good, things were good, things were good. Like I had to spend, I ain't had to spend those those seven and a half minutes, you know, talking back and forth and trying to figure out la 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 la. But it happens, and that's what happens when you guys have a pod bean. And because and and as you guys know, I'm AKA the one take wonder, so I don't edit shit. Basically, however you hear the podcast live is how you guys get the replay. I I don't I don't edit that shit. We don't adjust anything. Like like you you get the levels how the levels were received. Like this this is as raw as it gets. This 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 is podcast in as raw as form. You understand? Ain't nobody done stepped on it. Ain't nobody edited it. Ain't nobody done cut shit. Like this ain't this this ain't been passed through three different hoods. Nope. This is pure. And you don't get a pure podcast anywhere else in the world, but right here on the Mighty Sports Podcast. Take that shit up the nose and make it hit your membrane. I, I, I can't remember if I told you this last week. I had a friend of mine that's always been bugging me. Like, I want to hear, I want to hear the show. I want to hear you on the show. So I sent him the link of one that we were on last week, just shooting the shit. Like one of the, it was the one where we talked about Jay Crowder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I sent him the link after the fact, and he's he he's a big sports fan. He's the kind of guy that asks me everything because he doesn't follow it as closely as I do. And he's like, man, it was actually like funny and informative, and that was sick, man. He's like, keep doing that shit. And listen, tell him, come join the podcast. <laughs> like, if he wants to listen, if he has the time, tell him to come listen live and interact if he wants. And listen, like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, like, there's this, 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 and this. We, we have open seats and there's, and there's always room for engagement. Because, listen, I, you guys probably don't hear this enough from me, right? So let me go ahead and put this out for my Thanksgiving, what I'm thankful for. You guys don't hear this enough from me. But everybody that I know personally that can, that, that can touch me, feel me, or talk to me on a daily basis, they know this. I am very thankful for you guys. SB, Chill Will, KJ, Mark, Poe, uh, every single person that, that, has, that has been a part of this podcast and has interacted from near or afar. Like, I am so thankful for you guys because when I came to the Podbean platform, this is kind of one of the things that I was searching for in, in hopes for, for better engagement. I did not anticipate what I end up getting. I end up looking for, like, like I said, cause I, I think of things in a, in a radio sense in a, way, in a way. So I end up looking for basically like rate, like radio engagement and I basically end up getting getting remote co-host. And that's even a whole lot better to have somebody to constantly constantly being able, being able to talk to and, and bounce stuff off of. And not just people that just call, and I do have people that just call in and, and they say they, and they say they shit and they, and they drop off. But, also, you guys also look out for me. You guys help me with production. Like, I really do. I really am thankful for all you guys. And like I said, you guys don't hear this enough, but everybody that knows me personally in my, in my personal life, they know how much you guys mean to me. So I want to make sure I, I express that to you guys as well. Very thankful for you guys. You hear me sniffling. I don't have a drug problem. I I'm tearing up a little bit. <laughs> you know, so let's let's go ahead and switch this up, right? Because I I'm not I'm not home, right? As you guys, if you guys can watch the background, right? I'm not home. I'm over here in Orlando, and like Orlando's where my aunt and my uncle is at, and it's a whole other side of the family. It's it's, it's my light skin side of the family, to be honest with you. <laughs> so light skin that I forgot that one of my cousin's wife was was, was Puerto Rican and not light skin. <laughs> <laughs> I really did, and so when I when I went for the food at her house and she had panine and coquito, I was like, 
oh, that's right, you're Puerto Rican. She was like, yes. I was like, she's like, well, what you thought I was? I was like, like don't even worry about it. Like, I got what I need. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I didn't miss a step because... As you guys know, like my best friends down here in South Florida, all Puerto like are Puerto Rican. So at I always able I'm always able to get some coquito for for Thanksgiving, which is like a span. If for guys don't know, it's like it's like a it's a Spanish eggnog, in a sense. That's it's the best way I could I could describe it for you guys. It's a Spanish eggnog coquito, and then panine is their roast is the way they make their roast pork, <clears throat> right? Or their shredded roast pork, or however they make it, and it's fucking delicious. And in the holiday the time. Yeah, in a way, in a way, like a, like a roasted pulled pork. Yeah, it, it's it's really fucking good, and and, and like I said, I'm a pork lover, and like I said, as a Jamaican, like we use a whole different side of the pork. I use, I think like for for pork, we use pork shoulders um to make what we make for for our jerk pork and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So like this is a whole yeah, different. Same, same, same. Here. Oh, nice. <clears throat> yeah. So I don't know if they use if they're using pork shoulders or not, but however they roast it is is fucking delicious. But basically, you know, every time you taste every culture's. It could be the same exact slab of meat, but how every culture seasons it is, I guess, is what makes something is, is what makes it different, and what and however they season it is fucking amazing. So the, the two things I look for was coquito and panine, and I didn't get it, and I didn't have to miss that this year because my cousin's wife was Puerto Rican, and I got reminded of that. <laughs> oh man! <clears throat> and then can I tell you guys, right, as you guys can see, right, I've been I've been rocking the Nick Cannons lately. <laughs> Right, <laughs> I call my I call these the Nick Cannons, like the turbans I have on my. I call them the Nick Cannons, but I've been rocking He's the hilarious. <laughs> uh, I've been rocking these Nick Cannons lately, and my and and yet and on Thanksgiving, I had on a green weed shirt. Right, so give me a minute, you know whatever. And I had on a green, you know, um, I had on a green Nick Cannon to match. Can I can I tell you my uncle started saying. You look really good in those Celtic colors. I like how you represent in the Celtics. And yo, can I tell you about the third time he said that? I went to my car and I changed. <laughs> I was like, I'm not gonna sit here and keep giving you like the, like the room to keep disrespecting me like this. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Let me ask you: Is is that the catalyst to you rocking the orange tonight? Yes and no. Yes and no. Right, and if and if you guys are looking, I just cut off the Instagram feed, so I'm gonna be uh, we're gonna be off of the Instagram because I want to watch my Knicks game. Just to let you guys know, and I'm watching the Knicks game. Like is, is orange just the Friday Nick Cannon color, or is it like <laughs> I can't keep rocking these Celtics colors? <laughs> well, oh oh shit, oh shit, volume, volume. That's my bad, my bad, my bad. Let's turn this volume down. So it's a little, it's it's, it's a little bit of both, to be 100 honest, right? Because I was already, I, I already had plans of. I already had the orange. I was on vacation, so I brought it strategically already. And I knew today the Knicks were playing, and I wanted to wear it today as the Knicks was playing to to to, to channel my orange and blue. And I'm not going to lie to you. When I told you I went out and changed yesterday, I almost put this on. I, after you said I, I looked really good in the guy, I almost put this particular combination on, and I said, no, can't do that. <laughs> You're supposed to wear this tomorrow for the Knicks game. <laughs> Apparently, I should have stitched it up because apparently, me wearing this is channeling the wrong orange because the Knicks are playing the Phoenix Suns and right now they're losing by 20 points. There's 11 minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. I should have had more blue. I don't think it's too late, but. Orange on orange. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We got. I'm gonna tell you people for a long ass time because orange is one of my favorite colors. It's, it's another one of the reasons why I've always kind of 
gravitated towards the Phoenix Suns and always kind of kept the eye on them because they were another orange team. Golden State Warriors back in the day too, before they went blue and yellow. People, you, you forget they were like that orange and blue as well too, or that golden blue. But it, was, it looked, it looked kind of orange. Exactly. So I used to kind of gravitate to it. any orange team. I kind of gravitate, except like for basketball in a way. It, it never really happened for the Orioles. Denver Broncos a little bit. Like, like I always kind of like. I feel like I always kind of know what's going on with the Broncos, and I think that's because they're orange. I don't, cause I don't think the Broncos get covered like that for me to kind of always know what's going on with them. But for some reason, I kind of always know what's going on with the Broncos, and it could be strictly because they're orange. Listen, I had a lot of years where the Bills were terrible, so I had to, I, I had to pick someone else to root for in the playoffs, and I was always a big Peyton Manning guy, so I, I, I followed the Broncos pretty close. Hmm. Listen, much respect to Peyton Manning. I, I remember living in Indiana, and I was I, I, That's the one person I, I refused to listen. I, I listen. Listen to me when I say this. I was bold enough to boo Reggie Miller. I would never boo Peyton Manning in Indiana, ever. <laughs> I can boo Reggie Miller as he's getting the keys to the city in Indiana during an Indy 500, but I refuse to boo. Peyton Manning anywhere in Indiana. Uh, 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 uh. You'll fuck around and get castrated. They won't even kill you. They'll castrate you and let you live. Sorry to sidetrack. Are you are you surprised at how good that Monday Night Football show is with him and Eli? No. Not at all. While I go on show, you see my sugars over here calling me as I'm doing the podcast. <laughs> What's going on, sugars? How you doing? What's up? Oh, let me... How you doing? I'm good. Just let you know everybody everybody in the whole entire world can hear you. SB, Chill, Will, Hung, AKA. Actually, that's my sugars, by the way. That's my girlfriend. I call her sugars because she's sweet as fuck. But none of y'all guys would know that, so you just have to go by, you know. First my... I'm sour, then I'm sweet. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's sour first thing in the morning, right? <laughs> like for the first like 30 minutes, and then, and then the rest of the 23 and a half hours, she's sweet. <laughs> we got something coming. I used to be sour brand, so we got something coming. And now he's sweet branded. <laughs> which, which I have to, I have to remind guys if, you, if this is the first I listen to the podcast. No, that was sweet Brandon. Mark isn't on the podcast tonight. I got, I got SB. I got sweet Brandon on the podcast with me, and Chill Will was on the podcast, but he's currently working right now for anybody <coughs> that's in the. I don't. I think he's in Cleveland, Ohio area, but yeah, Cleveland area. Go ahead and check out Chill Will underscore C L E, and go check out what they're doing. I I I think they're having a karaoke night right now. If you're in that area, so go ahead and go go check them fellas out. That, that should be popping. I be seeing them, yo, yo, them old heads. Like, oh damn. I'm sorry. Damn. I got school in the morning, so you know I gotta go to sleep soon. It's okay, Shugs. I understand. No problem. How was your Thanksgiving, Shugs? My, my day was good. You, you take a Black Friday, you take his credit card for Black Friday to make him pay for not being there. Jesus. What you said about Black Friday? He, he, he ain't say nothing about Black Friday. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> SB, you're killing me here. <laughs> Sorry, I'll go up the spot. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. You're not interrupted. You're, you're part of the show now. You can't interrupt. Like, once I answered that I phone... I three days a week. Yeah. Once I answered the phone, you weren't interrupted. I made you part of the show. Oh, well, I'm about to get high. I don't know how much part of the show I'm going to be in a minute. Well, part of this show was, was me getting high as well. So, it's all included in content. They know what happens oh, here on the Mighty Sports <laughs> Podcast. This 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 quick this quickly turns into the drunk uncles and drunk uncles part I'm drunk aunties podcast and I'm no drunk auntie you ain't don't call me no auntie that's not a good thing when you're in Broward and you grew up in Broward you know that being called the auntie is not the good like the best thing to be called anyways I was in the bathroom <laughs> for like thirty minutes and I had did my own eyebrows babe. oh nice I thought you were gonna say using the bathroom for thirty minutes taking a shit but that's something that I do yeah it yeah, it, it, it takes. Oh, I have no problem. I have no problem like like sharing this about myself. They know this about me already. Yeah, folks. It takes like. I know. I I know. I know. We here. We here now. <laughs> Look at her. She rolling up. She like. She, she's like. I'd already had enough of him. You should see how aggressively she pulled the paper out of that. She's like. I'd already had enough of him. <laughs> <laughs> I did. You, you yanked the fuck out of the paper. I even heard it too. It sounded like you was unsheathing a sword. <laughs> oh my god. Hell yeah. Oh, oh man. That's so, funny. What's the latest with sports, babe? What's the latest with sports? You know what? Let's go ahead and get on to our next talk. Our next talk. I have just a little bit of next talk, a little bit of next talk. But you know, wherever I'm home, wherever I'm afar, wherever I'm near or abroad, I always stay with my next talk, my next talk. <laughs> As Chill Will will say, DJ My T, <laughs> drop that beat. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm sorry. For- if you just now popped into the podcast, you're gonna to have to go back and listen to the earlier podcast of of, of Chill Will and, and and the DJ of Chill Will making fun of the DJ of the podcast. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so we know we got that next talk, that next talk. Let's stay here with our next talk, that next talk. The New York Knicks currently right now hold the record of ten and eight. They are second in their division, but unfortunately, second in the division means that you're seventh, seventh, seventh in your conference. With a winning record. I told myself something right before Thanksgiving. And I'm starting and I'm, I'm gonna have to start and I'm starting to incorporate a little bit more. I think we I think you 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 kind of heard me with this other day, SB. And I kinda said, you know what? I have to start taking everything with the Knicks with a negative light. I'm reverting back to Knicks of the past. It's like I had that one good year where everything was was fucking was 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 roses and rain and 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 and, and, and rainbow semen, right? But <laughs> I'm sorry, cinnamon sugar semen? I'm like, how do you like your semen? Alright, but everything everything was 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 all good last year. She was she was, she was sweet just a week ago. But then this year, nothing feels right to me. Like everything feels like it's just going downhill. And the Knicks have not yet produced a losing record this year. 
They've had nothing but a winning record. They won their first game, and they've held a winning record the whole entire year. But yet, I keep feeling like it's a woe is me, woe is me. But here we are, 10-8. and eight. Better than the Lakers, better than we were last year. Now the teams that were expectations. I, I know. So what I what I had to tell myself, I had to tell I had to I had to start telling myself that my anger my my anger management therapist thought, tells me always assume positive intent, always assume positive intent. Just because that motherfucker looked at you or looked like he was looking at you and raised the eyebrow doesn't mean that the eyebrow was a negative thing, right? You don't got to go cut off somebody's eyebrow because they looked at you with a, you know like always assume positive intent. Right? <laughs> is, your, is your anger management therapist the same person as your DJ? No, 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 no. I actually have a real anger management therapist from the VA. <laughs> it's, it's some PTSD shit. <laughs> right? So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's going on, Gudo Kamor? So. You suffer from insanity? I, I, oh, my God. Uh. <laughs> Like, you know what it really is? I just, like, I, just, I, I, I need to go, like, to, like, a wrestling school so I can, like, hit somebody with, like, a steel chair, like, once every, like, three months. And I think, like, all of my anger management problems will go away. You didn't discover you had an anger problem until you met me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, she said it, not me. <laughs> you know what they say, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. Oh... Wait, say that again, Sugars? I said, Wayne, we got into a relationship. That's when your ass started seeking help. <laughs> Listen, and then as, as B just said, women are the cause and the solution to all of your problems. <laughs> okay, I think I second that. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I definitely third that. And I'm seeing likes coming in all over the place. Actually, it looks like that this may be the most popular comment we have ever made in podcast in our podcast history. <laughs> <coughs> so the New York Knicks, right? Oh wait, say that again. Take comments to sb at gmail.com. You know, you said sb at gmail.com. Oh, what is that? Oh, damn! You, you, yo, your spliff is smoking. Like, yo, I'm watching the smoke go for like lift from your spliff, and that shit looks righteous. Yeah, cause it's that. It uh, it's, what is it called? I'm about to tell you right now. Cigaweed? Oh. No, it's called grease monkey. <laughs> grease monkey? When the fuck you get a grease? Whoa, pause. I'm offended yeah. now. What the hell? Oh, did you go to? Did, did you go to your person or my person or our person? Our person, okay. I forgot. I no longer have a person. It's our person now. Like you have your person, and then I have our person. So no, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Listen, if this if this one thing that this podcast is definitely known for by now is definitely derailing very easily. Listen, listen. We we sideball like an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, pull. You should take a shot. So we had that Nick talk, that Nick talk. We had that Nick Cannon talk, that Nick Cannon talk. We had, we did have that Nick Cannon talk. <laughs> oh man! So the New York Knicks, right? They're not surprisingly behind six teams. And when I and when I tell you the six teams, there's probably really only one 
or two teams here that you felt, damn. <laughs> Shit, I got, I got distracted, folks. <laughs> I got super distracted. <laughs> hey, hey, how you doing? Yeah, my are really kicking in. Listen, hey, you know. <laughs> you got that nip stop, that nip stop. <laughs> You know, that's a hell of a guess. <laughs> Let me make sure that you can't see anything out of a reflection behind me or anything. <laughs> you, you, you didn't pause the podcast, so I know it's not that lipstick. That lipstick. Cause that was one hell of a guess. <laughs> oh man! So let's keep with that Knicks talk. That Knicks talk. The Knicks are surprised. The Knicks are not surprised to be behind sixteen. There may be two teams out of the top six that um that you may be that you may look at and say, I- I'm kind of surprised they're behind these two teams, but based off how they've played this year, based off how one played last year, you're not so surprised. And but you still look at them maybe as the two teams that you hope that the Knicks can hopefully jump over. Maybe. 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 So obviously in the first place in the East right now, we have the Brooklyn Nets that they should have been there the whole entire season. They should continue to be there the whole entire season. With or without Kyrie, they need to figure out how to get their shit together. James Harden, we see that James Harden is still... is, is it, Actually, let's ask this question before I say this. Is James Harden the struggling the most from the NBA's new rule changes? Sam, I don't think there's any doubt. I thought so too, and it, and it was funny, right? Because I remember when the rule changes came, there were a group of individuals that they said were possibly gonna that 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 I should say that they that they said was gonna possibly struggle. The NBA the the NBA social media world, the sports social media world, started targeting four players. Let's put this in proper verbiage. The, the NBA social media world started targeting four players the moment this rule change came out. One of them was James Harden, one of them was Trey Young, one of them was Chris Paul, and one of them was Stephen Curry. Luka kind of got a pass somehow, but let's stay with those four. We kind of see James Harden and Trey Young struggling with this. Chris Paul, I don't know if Chris Paul is struggling. Or if Chris Paul is just old age. Because Chris Paul hasn't looked any different than last year. To be honest with you. But the one guy that's not struggling. Who. Is really giving the big middle finger. Like you could. Like hey. You can, you, you can go ahead and kiss the big kibosh. Right. The, 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 the golden child himself. Stephen Curry. He ain't struggling one bit with this. He. Is he. Actually I, I haven't checked lately. Is he still leading the league in scoring? I'm not sure I could check in one second. Yeah, but let's but let's know like with the new even with the new rule change at one point in time, Stephen Curry was leading the league in scoring. So can I throw it back to Harden for one second? I just want to I just look this up. Yeah, sort of. But let's let's go back to James Harden because because that, 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 those are the two stars. Right? Can we talk about people's offensive genius and how we reveled Stephen Curry for a while? Remember, James Harden came for a while and people were kind of looking like, damn, he got these moves, he got these moves. NBA makes one rule change and it kind of. Sh- Shut down his whole game or made him or made him struggle. 
Is he as great as an offensive player that we thought he was? Go ahead and talk and and, talk, and, 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 and give us a little bit more light on to that one Jimmy Harden. I'm looking at his average is uh, free throws attempted. So if he throw it last year, last year was a bit weird. He was fat in Houston, and then he was second, third fiddle in the, on Brooklyn. So if you take out last year, the six seasons prior to that, he averaged over 10 free throws attempted per game. This season, 6.9. What was he last year, though? I'm curious about last year. Last year, 7.3. Okay. So he's basically, um, since he has basically been the man, right? And well, and well, actually, you know what? If you have it in front of you, what was his numbers in Oklahoma City those years? Because he went to the free throws a lot of times back then too. But he was like six man back then. Always, what was his numbers back then? I'm just trying to look at his minutes. So wait, a lot less minutes per game. But yeah. he rookie years three, four, and six. His three years in OKC. Okay, so the last year when he was basically getting started minutes as a six man in the, of the year, he was putting up about six, and then when he got yeah, to Houston, his, he completely his first year in Houston, ten point two. That's a big drop off because basically right now we're saying that he has resorted back to his bench role without being able to be favored with the NBA's contact rules. He's a bench player. Like you hear, like I'm not saying this. I'm just saying. The numbers may hint towards such this early in the season because it's, because because we see who we last, sorry the last full year in Houston he averaged uh, with eleven point eight free throws attempted per game. So the fact we're talking about three whole trips that is no longer being made just because you can't do stupid shit like. One, the rip through anymore. You can't do that, right? Which, 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 which he became infamous for. And then also now, the what, what, what do you want to call this? The the stop short, the the, car, the emergency brakes. You know, <laughs> when you hit the emergency, <laughs> <laughs> like whatever, whatever the fuck, some shit like that. Or, or the, the or wait a minute, the, or and I'm not trying to. Damn it, this is gonna this. You know, I, I I'm just gonna say this. The, the Asian stop sign. Now let me explain this, <laughs> right? <laughs> because I've seen videos where in Asia you kind of have to have where, and I don't know if this is true. They made it seem as if you have to have a web, um, not a webcam, but a dash cam on your car because there are a lot of, um, there are a lot of incidences of hit of the hitting of pedestrians but you aren't hitting pedestrians you're stopping short of hitting them and what the pedestrians do they jump on your car and act as if you've hit them to get a claim and if you don't have that dash cam you have no way of fighting it hey, that starts getting hot yeah. so when I say the Asian stop sign this is what I'm referring to because the ball handler stops and it has nothing to do with the defender and then sometimes they'll even jump back in the defender to draw the contact. So this is what, <laughs> so this is what I mean by the Asian stop sign. Okay, this had nothing to do with, with how, we, how of, 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 of the stereotype from back in the days of Asian drivers. This is, actu- this is just actually of something that I saw that may be taking place in Asia as we currently speak. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But hey, like I said, the video made it seem as if. And that's, and that's what I'm going by. Asian stop sign. 
That, that's why you can't make that joke on Twitter because there's not enough characters for you to explain when you die. He's an Asian stop sign. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because listen, I, I have way too many Asian friends, and, we're, and it's way too much sensi- sensitive of time to make them think that I'm going after Asians. Uh, uh-uh, uh, listen, listen, stop it right now. And like, listen, at, 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 at least like I was a part of Lin Sanity. I was there. I listen. I loved Lin Sanity. I was, I, yeah, I wanted all of that. Listen, <laughs> like, <laughs> I had a, I had a time frame in my life like most people where I was, I was really into Asian women. I love Bruce Lee. Listen, just, just two weeks ago or just three days ago. Actually, no, let me stop now. I, I'm so, like, I, I, I'm like, I'm playing this, I'm playing this in my head with, 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 with how this would sound if somebody else was saying this, using other things, and it's ain't sounding right. <laughs> okay, I'm pausing. I'm gonna pause here. Yes, 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 yes. That's exactly how I realized I, I stood in the south. Because I was just about to say, I just, just three days ago, I had chick, like, I, I was craving chicken lo mein, and I had that, you know, like, <laughs> and I realized that, like, you know what, Shinsuke Nakamura is great. <laughs> Even though I thought he had ADD, and I think he does, or he has to. Oh, I thought he had Tourette's. That's what I thought he had. He, I thought he had Tourette's. And one of my friends pointed out he has. He actually does have something of that nature. My guy just said you're offending everybody now. <laughs> Listen, just let you know, I'll, I'll, I will use everything as a reference that I can think of, and I don't mean offense to anybody. Listen, if I'm trying to offend you, you'll know because I. I'll use a different tone. I'll I'll, I'll be blast. I'll I'll be very boisterous with my offense with my offensive. Because if I'm going to offend you, I want you to fully know that I am coming after your head. Like I'm not I, I'm not gonna. As my girlfriend likes to say, I'm not gonna sugarcoat my offensiveness. My my girlfriend thinks I sugarcoat a lot of shit, <laughs> which is so funny that I call her sugar and she thinks that I sugarcoat shit. I, I sugarcoat stuff. Yeah. Don't you, know you, if I told you this, but Norm Macdonald he was on Howard Stern. Mm-hmm. I've, yeah, I've told you this show before. And I do sugarcoat. Just let you guys know, but not the way that she says I do. <laughs> this is why I love wordplay. I'm sorry. I love to play with my words almost as so much I love to play. But what are you about to say, SB? Tell me if I told you this before. It was Norm Macdonald after the Louis C.K. controversy. Have I told you this story? I can't remember, but tell us again for content purposes, anyway. So he goes on the Howard Stern show and he's. No, he goes on some talk show and he's talking about how Louis C.K. is still his friend and uh, he thinks people should forgive people more for their mistakes and stop canceling everybody all the time. And then everyone comes after Norm MacDonald, so he goes on Howard Stern and he goes, I don't think what he did was a good thing. I mean, you'd have to be rich. He stops himself. You'd have to have Down syndrome. You thought that made it sound better? Mm. Was he about to say that he had to be retorted? <laughs> yeah. And he stopped himself halfway through the word and he goes, you'd have to have Down syndrome or something. Like, he thought that was, like, more politically correct to say. And it wasn't? And it was probably worse. Oh, damn. <laughs> so this is Norman Dunn, my favorite comedian who ever lived. Probably the sweetest man in the world. Canadian, so you know he's polite. And he mm. just fucked up by trying to be too polite and made himself, dug himself a huge hole. His show got taken off Netflix and shit. Basically, what he was trying to say, like he he looked like he 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 he's slow, <laughs> like but he can't say like you trying to feel like he, like he has he, he um he he has he has a he has a mental disease. Is that the way you're supposed to say it now? <laughs> you look like he got a brain disease. But are you are you'll have to have a. Doesn't matter how you say it now. You just. But see, but but you know what happens everything, now? Everything is wrong. But you no know, no because you know and what it is is that 
and, and I understand what it is though. You know what happens is that in a real conversation where, like I said, where there's, where there's no comedy at all, you can't, you no longer could use another classification of individuals to try to describe what you're trying to say. Because there's actual words for what you're trying to say. There's no reason to throw a person or a, or a, or a group of people underneath the bus. You know what I mean? Or try... And it's because... And I, and I get it because I, I see all the time... Because listen, I see all the time, like, listen, I'm fucking retorted. And I said, and my girlfriend, like, yo, I, I do, I do dumb shit. I'm like, yo, I'm fucking retorted. I'm fucking retorted. And I guess you guys are like, yo, what is he? He, like, he must be fucking retorted. But he can't say, like, you know what? He must not be in his right frame of mind. That's what he's supposed to say at this, at this day and age. And, 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 I'm, and, I'm, and I'm not blaming him. I'm sorry. I see people that I raised about shit on Twitter that people said, and I'd be like, man, that's not cool. But you see it enough times, and you go, what was the context in which he said that word or said that thing? Yeah. So yeah. So that's that's so that's that's the weird thing now is that you and I and I get it because nobody wants who they are or what they are to be used as a representation for something that is negative, especially when especially if you can't control what you are, you know what I mean, or control that thing about you. Like like at, at, like someone walking into a comedy club. Doesn't know who the comedian is, just walks in, sits down, hears an offensive joke, stands up and runs outside. Who won't believe what this person said? But see, that's what I said. In a real conversation, you can't do that. In comedy, I'm sorry. Once we get in, uh, so once we get in certain entertainment realms, entertainment things, or for comedy purposes, I can. I can fully understand something. Like, <laughs> like I said, for, in a regular conversation. I didn't apologize for that shit when he got kicked off the award show. He said, I'm not apologizing. Yeah, like, like put it this way. In a, in a real conversation, he has to say something to the lines, okay. Like, he, he must not have been in his right frame of mind if he's going to say something like that. But in a comedy skit, like, that dude must have been fucking retorted to think that. That's comedy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I get it. <laughs> like, you, you now comedy is where we supposed to save most of our vulgar talks, and that's kind of what comedy has always been. Is where we freely talk vulgary, vulgarish. But you know, comedy is comedy. Some people might get offended by comedy. Listen, I've been offended. I've been offended by. Talked about seeing a documentary on Alabama football. And uh, I think it was Bear Bryant, somebody that a lot of black players on the team. He's like, I thought it was a really inspiring story until I found out that shit was in 1972. <laughs> uh, wait, what? 1972. Wait, if Bear Bryant was was allowing black players on his team in 1972, that is kind of inspiring. That that still would have been during a controversial time. That I mean. Way too fucking late still. Yeah, I mean, if he was doing it in 1992, finally. <laughs> like, <laughs> 72, that's still kind of borderline-ish. At least that's how I feel. Yeah. Like, I feel like 72, like, they, 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 they were still they were still trying to keep, you know, they, they, they were still fighting or still trying to find a way to accept, you know, togetherness and, and, segreg and, and desegregation. At least that's how I feel. Cause I wasn't around. I wasn't around in '72. I don't know. It's a decade past the height of Ali. 
Yeah, I don't, yes, yeah, yeah. So like, I don't know. I don't, yeah, exactly. But see, America is so fucked up like that because they they always be, be, be always been behind. Like I said, I'm born in '81, so I don't know what the fuck was going on in '72. And then, like I said, and then in '72, my whole entire family was in Jamaica, so like I can't even get the history from them. Like so, like I'm I'm, I'm probably the worst. Like I, I I don't I don't know any first person experience from family members to be able to even tell you how '72 looked. The way the honestly, when you ask me about '72, I picture I, I picture disco balls and cocaine. <laughs> like you have to remind me that there was some sec- that there was that there was American racism going on because how I think about seventy two is like wait a minute when was Woodstock oh no that's not seventy it's actually Woodstock seventy two when the fuck is Woodstock no seventy six sixty nine is that what it was okay so yeah yeah I was born in ninety two so yeah yeah bell bottoms disco balls and cocaine like that's what I think about seventy two now. <clears throat> Since we're talking, okay, I, let's, let's get back, like, let's get back into some Nick's talk. Actually, not, I don't want to do Nick's talk. I want to do some Nick's talk and Jace, right? In a weird way. There's a free agent out, and he's not a free agent. There's a guy getting no burn. As we just talked about James, Houston and James Harden in Houston. There's actually a guy in Houston getting no burn whatsoever. Mr. John to the window to the wall, because he was one of the fastest players with the ball in his hand from end to end on the court. Now, based off of Houston's current direction, where they are in a rebuild mode and they want to be able to get their young players playing experience, they aren't playing John Wall. Not because they don't think that he's talented to play, just because it's not the direction that the team is going in. Now, we're both fans of two particular teams. So, I want to know about our each team first, you know, first. And then I want to do a little bit, where can he fit? Because he's not going to last all season there. Like we, we, can see, <laughs> we can see the writing on the wall, right? <laughs> I didn't mean that to happen. That, when I, that's why I had to giggle before I said that because it came to me and I realized what the fuck was about to happen. I think my brain just works like that naturally. I don't think I can even help it. <laughs> like I really think my brain did that naturally without me even trying. Like, goddamn you, brain. Why are you so that pleasing radio, to me? That radio was that more you play comes to you, what are you Man, even before radio, that, I, I, was a, I, I was a guy that used to love writing poetry just so I can get the wordplay. I, I love wordplay. It's one, it's, it's one of the things that was probably instilled in me by, by my elders from the very beginning is, is learn how to articulate yourself so that nobody could ever question what the fuck you're trying to try to explain to them. <laughs> so I've always really enjoyed, that's reason why I'm so big on my niece and my nieces and nephews. I've always making them use the dictionary and if they're in the dictionary and they're, fine, and they're looking for a word and they come across a word that they don't know why looking for a word and you have to start looking for that word. So looking up one word may cause them to have to look up 12 different words sometimes. <laughs> I love that shit. It's like a good pun, even if they're shaking their head while they're doing it. A good pun, making it laugh. Listen, no, no, but yeah, definitely, and 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 I see how, and believe it or not, like I know, I know how it's working out for the youngest one, right? Because she she is taking a liking to wordplay. But one, my oldest nephew, that that dictionary exercise, right, and that love of wordplay led him to be a really decent rapper. You know what I mean? Like you, like you can't. I was just gonna say that. Listen, listen to rap growing up. Like that's how. That's how you, I picked that shit up myself. Yeah, exactly. Listening to rap, listening to comedy, listen, listen, listening to battle rap, like all of that. Like, like this. Like once you, once you get out of the books, then you start looking for ways how people are are, are using words. 
poet like this why I'm a huge poetry fan. Shakespeare is still one of is, is still one of my is one of my dudes to this day. Like I tell like one of I, I still use the phrase this is a method to my madness. Like I, I love that phrase like 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 pfft, because it literally describes the retorted shit that you happen to do sometimes in your life. This is a method to my madness. Don't question what I do to understand it makes sense. <laughs> we gonna make it. And again, that's that's a, what's that? What was that? A Hamlet quote? Hamlet? Was that Hamlet? No, Mac, no, not Macbeth. Shit, now I'm forgetting. But it's but it's, it's the one. Method to my madness. Yeah, method to my madness. Mel Gibson ended up, I think, ended up doing redoing that movie. Did he redo that movie? Was that a Mel Gibson? Did Mel, Mel Gibson end up redoing that movie at some point? And he played the crazy son. Off is it? Was it Ophelia? Was the crazy son? Shit. Oh damn. Oh damn. That's a whole different thing now. Okay, I am confusing myself now completely because I, I may have because you guys know how my brain works sometimes. Now you see why my brain is so is so fucking jumbled. It has all of that shit in there from all fucking genres, and then shit gets twisted and it got turned because I really just literally explained this perfectly to my sugars like like three days ago, and now I I think I may have just combined four different Shakespearean plays in one. <laughs> you said you were right the first time. I have no idea. It's from him. Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, method to my madness is, is from a Hamlet play, and what it is is that there's a there's a son that goes crazy, or pretends to go crazy because his father was murdered, and he believed that his father was murdered by his uncle, who's trying to marry his mother and take over his father's kingdom. Crazy shit, right? Jerry <laughs> Springer. Right. That shit is wild. So this is this is what Shakespeare wrote about, and in that. The son is going crazy, right? And he's and he's acting crazy so that he can go behind the scenes and he can and he can and he can spy on people and he can and he can maneuver the way he wants to. And then his best friend hits him up and he's like, "Yo, B, like you're fucking going crazy. Like your mom is worried about you. I'm worried about you. Everybody's fucking worried about you." And then he breaks character for like five minutes and he's like, "Listen." He tells him what's going. Like I think this happened. I think this happened. I think this happened. But. I'm not crazy. There's a fucking method to my madness. I got to maneuver like this so I can get to what the fuck I want. And he said, after this, you ain't going to see me act sane again. Got it, B? Bibbidi, bibbidi, blue. I'm a crazy mother fool. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, think, I think that was Macbeth. Is that Macbeth? Bibbidi, bibbidi, blue. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's what I remember that, that, um, that, um, the method for my madness. And that's the scene that goes around it. And that's still like one of the that's still like one of the biggest shits that, that ever stood out to me. And then there's obviously like um, Caesar's Caesar's death and uh, and the and and the and the speech by his nephew when he comes into town to give his to give his obituary. Like that's a fucking speech that you need to hear as well. Like that. Like, sorry, I'm going off the rail. Like I told you, wordplay Shakespeare. Like he to me, he's the father of rap. <laughs> <laughs> in a weird way. <laughs> it was. And then the other part of it about about Shakespeare too was that the word the verbiage was so different back then, right? So while also having a love for what he's saying, you also had to kinda because they wrote a, the way they wrote back then is kinda how we read it's kinda like the is like how the Bible was written, kind of shit. Thy and thee and 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 this and 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 myth, you know what I mean? And <laughs> so, 
So some things you have to like really decipher. Okay, what the fuck was he saying here? And he'd be like, oh, okay. So so in the deciphering of the wordplay, there's another puzzle of trying to decipher, oh, what is this word in current time? And what does this mean? Yeah. Po- poetry is poetry is the shit. Like, like that's uh, but I think that's I think I just describe poetry, period. Like, but so wordplay. Loved it all. And 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 how did we get so far off track? <laughs> That's the beauty of this podcast. Like you said, 51% sports. <laughs> like 49% everything else. <laughs> but 100% guaranteed to be a good time. 49% bullshit. <laughs> so, I know we were talking about John Wall, right? Yes, folks, we were talking about John Wall. Like when when Shug's called and said she was starting to disrupt the podcast, I'm like, I disrupt this podcast three days a week. Oh, man. <laughs> John Wall. John Wall is going to end up being released before free agent. He's going to, you know how the NBA does. He's going to be one of those guys. He's going to hit free agency. You're going to see if he clears waivers and then he'll be on the market. And then what's going to end up happening, John Wall's $28 million, $32 million contract, whatever, because I know he has a ridiculous contract. And that's the reason why it's always made him hard to be traded. Yusuf is going to end up releasing him, which now means that any team is going to be able to pick him up for waivers for like peanuts while Houston pays the, um, pays off the rest of his contract. So now my question is, where does he go? If you're Toronto, do you try to get John Wall? SB? No, I didn't think so. Right? It is. It does. It doesn't fit well, and I also don't think he may want to go there. I'm gonna sidebar, right? As I, as we always do around this time, and why around this time I mean during this point of any conversation where it feels like it's getting good. <laughs> SB, um, do you ever listen to all the smoke podcasts with Matt Barnes and Steve Jackson? Yeah, absolutely. If did you hear the 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 Fred Van Fleet episode? No, I've been meaning to. I, I just saw the other day that it was out. Go listen. It made me respect Fred Van Fleet even more. And I had a, I had a like, I, I like making fun of him, but I had a low level respect for him, with, like because of how he came up. He, uh, yeah, I it made, it made me have a whole another different kind of like respect for for Fred Van Fleet after that episode. I don't, actually, I do plug their podcast a lot because they're just one of those cultural podcasts. I think almost everybody listens to it at this point in time. But yeah, go check out, go go check out that episode. Listen, as a Toronto Raptors fan. It, it is a definite must listen. And his coming to the NBA story about Chris Paul is fucking hilarious. But even even off the court, like the way he's built his brand is is inspiring. Like his bet on yourself. Mm-hmm. On oh, no, a one hundred, yes, one hundred percent. He did. He, he he when he did his tour before, like his draft book, was like, if you're not taking me first round, please don't draft me, because he wanted to sign like or he wanted to sign if he wasn't going to get that first round deal. You're really gonna like that podcast. Yeah, listen to that podcast. You're really gonna like it. You're really gonna enjoy it. And it sounds like you know some of the stuff. Talk about Kyle. Does he talk about Kyle? He talks about Kyle a little bit. He talks about Kyle a little bit. He does mention Kyle. He 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 may have made me respect Kyle a little bit too. And and, and I think I think after all these years, I think other people are making me respect Kyle Lowry because for some reason, like I know what they say about Kyle Lowry, but when I see him on the court, it don't it, none of that. I don't see none of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know why, 
But when they when people talk about Kyle, like when I when I look at him play, I don't see. And then when I see him having to take these breaks, right, where he has to go to the where he disappears in big moments, and he always has to go to the back and go to the back, like in these big moments. I, I don't know what for. Like like right, like right, right when the moments are getting bigger, he he has to go take a bathroom break. Like them shits never sit well with me. So. I know how other people feel about Kyle. I'll give you the example of, of the two sides of Kyle Lowry. I'm listening. I'm all ears. You hear me? Yes. Okay. So the our championship run, round one game running against the Magic, Kyle had zero points on like 0-9. And everyone came out with their, their takes. Oh, playoff Lowry, playoff Lowry. If you watch game six against the Warriors where we clinched, the first three minutes of that game, I think the Raptors were up nine nothing on three Kyle Lowry threes. Yeah, Kyle. Put that shit to bed. Listen, you know what they say: winning a championship really helps. And even sometimes, like I said, winning a championship doesn't help for some people. Like, like for me, sometimes winning a championship doesn't matter. But I'm gaining, a, I'm gaining some respect for Kyle Lowry. And I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm me saying this because he's one of those people I had no respect for. I have no respect for Kyle Lowry. I remember when he was leaving, wherever the hell he was leaving, he was and it was possibly he could come to the Knicks. And I was like, yeah, I don't want Kyle Lowry at all. Like, and even seeing him hold down like, when we first got him, like 2012. Yeah, I think that was then. Yeah, he was supposed to come to. He was supposed to come to the Knicks. I remember, but, and, but also, who knows how honestly he was supposed to come to the Knicks? Because I end up learning. Everybody was supposed to come to the Knicks. Everybody used the Knicks as trade bait to be able to get their their price up just to like five more million dollars. Even when we got him in Houston, the story in the media was, oh, he's a problem in the locker room. Oh, he's got a bad attitude. No, see, I didn't hear that at all. I didn't. I, Kyle, all the papers here. I always knew Kyle Lowry was a hard worker. He was always a hard worker, but he could, but he, but he, but his diet was bad. That's what I used to hear about him. He's a hard worker, but he's, but he, but he has a horrible diet. And when I watch his gameplay, like his gameplay didn't translate, still doesn't translate to me as something consistent sometimes. But I, you know, sometimes there's something to see about like he, he's, he's more of a leader than I thought he was. And I, and, and I guess that's the other thing about it. Like he he's way more of a leader than I thought he was. But like I said, if you have a good work habit but bad diet, you know you have a good work habit. <laughs> you just eat like shit until you learn how to eat better. And I mean, and I guess by seeing that, you I was like, leave the league in charges five years in a row. You gotta have a little bit of weight on you. Yeah. <laughs> so, so so maybe so maybe like it was it was constantly like seeing like I'm like okay you you you're being. You're doing like what's like a perfect yin and yang. Like you work hard as fuck, but you eat like shit. So you're not really able to get yourself in shape. You know what I mean? Visually. But I know the kind of shape that he's in. Like you're an athletic chubby guy. Like you're Draymond. In a, you're a smaller Draymond in, at, at this point, in a sense. Right? <laughs> and, I, and I guess like, I, and, and, I, and yeah. I didn't... And I didn't really... 100%. Like, he's a, he's a dog. Yeah, so I didn't quite see that then. And I'm seeing that more now. I'm seeing... I'm able, like, I only kept on seeing the cons of his... of. So, 
when I kept on giving the pro, when I kept on doing the pros and cons, the cons were way too glaring to me, and it was overshadowing his his pros. And now, as you see him later on in his career, you realize obviously his pros are a little bit more over glaring than his cons are. But I'm still stuck in my cons <laughs> a little bit. But I'm telling you how I feel about it. And then, but as as I keep hearing, as I keep seeing him more now, I see him now in Miami. And that has helped change my um change some shit about, about about my view of him. And then I heard the Vlad Van Fleet, and then I'm here, and then I keep hearing other shit feeding. I'm like, and hear other people talk about him. I'm like, okay, okay, these cons now are really starting to pop a whole lot more. And all, I mean, these pros are starting to pop a whole lot more, and all of these cons are, are, are starting to seem like mute points, almost. So I'm getting the respect for him. I just have a real, I just, I just have a way that I've felt about him for years, but he's gaining my respect. Even though he's no longer in Toronto and he's in Miami and he's with my with my enemy, but that's how you know somebody is. What's going on, Blue? I don't know which Blue that is, right? But what's going on, Blue? Because <laughs> the reason why I'm saying I don't know which Blue that is because I actually know a Blue in real life, <laughs> but I doubt that's the Blue that I know in real life that's actually joining my podcast. Even though this person has zero hearts beside them, so that so it could make possible sense that that Blue is actually making their very first account, but I doubt it. Um. <laughs> Shut up, Shooks. <laughs> oh hey, listen. I'm just showing you. I just listen. I, hey, I'm telling you what's in front of me. <laughs> I told you on this platform, I share almost everything about me. I, I, I don't. The great thing about me is that I don't really have any humility. Like, <laughs> I don't. Like, I, I'm, I'm very comfortable with myself and. There's not really much. Like to fling your penis in the window so that all the neighbors that block your nice view across the street can see you. I don't think everybody heard that. You want to repeat yourself? No. Oh. <laughs> I, I heard enough. <laughs> your your B rabbit is the final scene. <laughs> Listen, can I tell you? I have lived at my current location for about a decade now. And not one day have I ever lowered my blinds. Ever. Let's let you guys. So let's give you guys an idea of what I'm, or what, or what she's trying to say here. I had to fucking remember that shit while I was here by myself. I was like, oh hell no. <laughs> I never lower. I think my neighbors have. I think one of my neighbors have resorted to always keeping their blinds closed because of that reason. <laughs> You have to wash the one hand and the doctor kills on the other. <laughs> oh, oh man, no. By the time I, by the time that happens, it's it's it, it's either baby or lotion time. Like, like they they get a complete show. Oh man. That's what I said to my LL Cool J podcast. <laughs> oh man. So John Wall, right? <laughs> yes, folks. We're still talking about John Wall. John Wall, should he? I'm trying to question should he because obviously he's gonna leave. I'm trying to think which because I'm trying to think for the Knicks as as a point. I'm like, <clears throat> when I take him on the Knicks, and in a weird sense, where the Knicks are currently at now, I think I would. Because to me, you can't have enough attackers, slashers, or scorers if you're the Knicks at this point in time. Their problem right now is sometimes they can't find offense. 
well, if you add John Wall to that offense to go along with... Damn, Derrick Rose. I don't know. I drew a blank. I, I, I was thinking Kimball Walker and Derrick Rose at the same time, and their names were, were mashing together in my head, and it was not coming out right because I'm like, this won't even make sense. It's one of the few times it was not going to make sense. But we have Kimball Walker. We have Derrick Rose, right? You add John Wall to those two other veterans, and then and now you add them with Emmanuel quickly. And you're talking about a backcourt and some kind of veteran lead, especially if John Wall buys into playing defense, which he's going to have to. And if he buys into playing defense, <clears throat> that means we may see John Wall get in the best shape that he has been in the last five years. Right, like he may almost be, he he may almost come into like the kind of shape that he may have been in his first like two three years in the league. If he if he comes to the Knicks, so in a weird way. Now, it, now, now, and I have to explain this to guys to you. Under other circumstances, I would not be a fan of John Wall coming to the Knicks. Under other circumstances, if you were talking about last year when they only had. When they only had Julius Randle, and you were talking about possibly giving away draft picks or 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 collateral to get John Wall, no, I'm not trying to do that. But in a, in a in a world where John Wall could hit the waiver market, right, the, or the waiver wire, and you pick him up for peanuts while Houston has to finish paying off the rest of his contract, we we know what we're talking, we know what kind of contracts we're talking about here. I'm all for the Knicks adding him to the team. Because then when he gets there, he's going to have to get in shape. Hey, so we don't have to rush. And also, we don't have to rush and play him. We can let him get in shape. Slowly get him back into the lineup and see where he fits alongside Derrick Rose, um, Kimball Walker, Emmanuel Quickly, and Evan Fonier. As, as well as the other rookies. Because like I said, I know the Knicks, I know, I know we not, we're not in win a championship now mode, but... You can't tell me, Knicks, and Knicks fans, fans of the East, that the Knicks don't have as much a chance of winning the East as Brooklyn, Miami, Chicago, Washington, Charlotte, Milwaukee, Philly, Atlanta, or Boston. You tell me that they don't have just about, not the same, approximately just about amount of chance to win the East as they do. Not a championship, the East. And make it to the big stage. You just mentioned one one of the teams you just mentioned is where I think he's gonna go. If I put my Stephen A. Smith hat on. Well, I, well, well, here comes the next portion of it. Where does he go? Because obviously, if he's gonna go somewhere, he's gonna want to go somewhere that has an opportunity to either win a championship or where he just feels comfortable. Whether it's Mark, so is he even gonna be? Because obviously, if he gets released the way that we're saying, it's not gonna be about money. It's going to be where he could win a championship or which team or market he feels comfortable being being in. Now, every team that I just mentioned a while ago, those are basically the nine other teams outside of New York that is that are in playoff contention. Now, when I say, let me, let me rephrase that, postseason contention, which includes the playoffs and play-ins, obviously, as you guys know. Now, SB, you say that you feel like he may go to one of these teams. Which team catches your eye? So a team that's rebuilding has no need for him. What's the point of adding somebody that if, 
you're trying to get a good job that you don't want to get a job well. If you're a contending team, like the Nets or the Celtics, if you're the Nets or Miami, you're probably not going to want them to mess with the chemistry. But if you're a team that's kind of middle of the road that might be looking for someone to push you over the edge, that might have some young players that John could mentor a little bit, the Charlotte Hornets. Hmm. Hmm. You had a balls-to-the-wall backcourt. I can see that. And if he accepts a veteran come off the bench, I get I get a role. Or maybe even I could play alongside him at some times. Because he because because the bold boy is a six seven point guard. We can play beside each other and we have two guards that pushes the ball and pushes the pace. Shoot looks for alley oops, look for the open man. You know, I, I was a shooter, quick on the trigger. John Wall's not really known for his Yeah, he's a he's he's a he's a good slasher, finisher. He's like he's he's like Well can run the point while well, 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 well plays a two. Well, like I said, no, no, they both run point. Because, like I said, this is going to be the beauty of that team. And because, you, listen, Melo's there to be point. Melo is there to be point, be the, be the primary point. But now you have two points. You can get, you can have either one push the page. You can have either one bring the ball up, right? When you have John Wall push the ball up. Four minutes left in a three-point game. Four minutes left in a, four, four minutes left in a three-point game is going to be scenario, right? So... If I can get the if I get the ball up and John Wall has it and he sees immediately that he could possibly slash and get straight to the lane and go ahead and do that right either but he's gonna be thinking either pass or slash but same thing with Melo Melo gets that ball and he comes off the rim it's a three point it's a, it's a three point game we got four minutes left right we don't have to force the three but Melo sees that that, that um, when he crosses half court that, that because of how he's pushing there that there's leading off of him and um his man hasn't hasn't really slashed quite open and he pulls it for the open three bam there goes and he ties the ball game either way you're getting production. And you're not mad at the results. Like, both of them can work in their own element. And we've seen now in the NBA more than ever. And we, un- I shouldn't say we see now. We understand now in basketball more than ever. Having play, you can never have too many playmakers on the court, to be honest with you, or guys that can get their own bucket as well as pass out of whatever scenario they are to get to get guys the ball. Remember, there were years. See, the people people don't know this, but there were years where they were talking about James Harden for MVP, and John Wall's numbers were looking better than his. This is why I never understood it about 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 James Harden. There were years where James Harden was getting, which where they were trying to give. We saw it with like Russell Wilson, right? That already the media and the narrative is trying to give James Harden um, an MVP. But in, in, in the midst, you're overlooking that John Wall was one of only three players to be averaging a goddamn triple-double. Or not averaging triple, averaging over, over, over double-digit assist. One of only three players in the league. Go look at it, the years that they're talking about. They, they, you remember those years? Those years, John Wall, who was it? John Wall, Chris Paul, and and Russell Wilson. Well, it was it was something crazy. Were the only three? Yeah, Russell Wilson because Russell Wilson was averaging a triple double, and they kept on talking about how close James Harden kept on getting to actually having a triple double. <laughs> but yeah, John Wall was out here bona fide having a double double. And they weren't even talking about him in Washington. 
So I'm just saying, like they were years. John Wall was John Wall, like when he was the man, was up there with uh, as amongst one of the assist leaders in the league, and nobody talked about him. And you add that to Charlotte or any team. See, this is say this is what I see. This is what I remember about. This is the John Wall that I'm remembering. But also, I know for a fact. I also know this. I, I live in reality. Just like this isn't Derrick Rose that used to do that. Just like this isn't the Kimber Walker that used to do that. We ain't gonna get the John Wall that used to do that. But you can get the John Wall that used to do that for 20 minutes. You can get the Derrick Rose that used to do that for 20 minutes. You can get the Kimber Walker that used to do that for 20 minutes. You get three guys like that that can, that can go balls to the wall for 20 minutes. And then you add that with an Emmanuel quickly that can go like that for 40 minutes. Where the problem at? But I said I can see. I'm sorry. With the Knicks, you you've already got two of those dudes. Like you've already got the veteran point guard. You get, Tom Thibodeau loves veteran players. That's the other thing about it. Tom Thibodeau loves veteran players, and you've heard me here. While I'm gonna start looking at the Knicks in a positive light at ten and eight, the Knicks have eight bad losses. These, like, their losses are bad. That's the, probably the reason why I feel so woe is me about their losses. Their losses are bad and their wins are ugly. I'm sorry. When you have bad and ugly, that's, a, that, that's, a, that's an equation for evil. Or failure. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. You bad and you ugly? You can't be bad and ugly. If you ugly, you better be funny. <laughs> Listen, whoever told you that advice, as like if if it, if it was an elder person, an older friend that told you that advice, you should cherish that person as your as 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 one of your old heads because they gave you very sound advice. <laughs> very very sound my, my advice. My grandfather taught me about point spreads and stuff in football when I was a kid because he. He literally told me, maybe you're not so good at playing sports, but. <laughs> you know what? That sounds like something I'm going to tell one of my children. Like, listen, you know what? Come here. Come here. Come here. Like, listen, I may not have given you the genes to play sports, but I've given you the gene to know sports. Let me show you how to gamble. Start picking some numbers for me. Let's see how you start working. <laughs> I'm going to give you a dummy account. Here, here goes your $20 allowance. Let's see what you can do with it. <laughs> I'll create a whole separate. First year, he let me play his football pool with his, with his work. There's like 100 people in it. I was 12 years old and I won the thing. Mm, 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 mm. Because you know why? You're so hyper focused, man. You're paying attention to so much detail. <laughs> like, you have so I had a much. I more time when I was 12. To... Yeah, exactly. Like, you could put so much into it. It's, it's almost unfair. <laughs> like, you had an unfair advantage. You had youth on your side. <laughs> Which John Wall doesn't I, have. I, I, I gotta, I gotta tell myself every day: don't quit your job and be a sport, professional sports gambler. If you're not going to work, you're going to be homeless. <laughs> Listen, youth was on your side, but youth isn't on John Wall's side. But you've been on John, and like I said, I, I know I keep bringing this back to a Knicks perspective because I'm a Knicks fan. I and and, and, and let's let's go around the league, right? Under other ten teams, I can almost see him going anywhere. I can see him going to Brooklyn because Brooklyn really wants to. Brooklyn needs more attackers. They're going to want to replace still what isn't Kyrie Irving if they can't for cheap. Brooklyn would take him in a heartbeat. 
Brooklyn wants as many natural-born scorers as possible. You talk about natural-born killers? No, no, no. They want natural-born scorers. And and they even though they're sitting number one in the East, just like how I feel about the Knicks is how the Brooklyn Nets kind of feel about themselves or their fans. They could have done better. They're kind of underachieving. Miami Heat. I'm gonna say the only reason why I can see him going there is because of Pat Riley, and Pat well Pat Riley and Eric Spoelstra, and I am under the firm the full firm belief that that culture can absorb almost 90% of the talent in the NBA and make them productive. So when somebody like John Wall hits the market, I wouldn't be surprised if Miami Heat organization or if Miami Heat fans would take and you know I'm gonna start I'm gonna have to start looking out I'm and listen I know you guys have some fans I'm gonna start start asking the fan bases of the different organizations that I know like hey would you take John Wall on your team but I have to give them a scenario he's cleared waivers you're paying peanuts for him while Houston is taking on the base of his salary would you take him would you take him on I think Miami does I'm sorry I do think when you mentioned 10 teams that could contend in East I think you might have forgot one who did I forget? Just a little bit north of, of your team. That... <laughs> I mentioned Boston already. <laughs> <laughs> I did not mention Toronto at all. Because that because they were the... And not for nothing. Because I literally pulled the list of the top 10 teams in the East. But... Even though, like I said, we have Boston sitting at 10 and 9. Cleveland and Toronto Raptors are both also sitting at 9 and 10. So if we're talking about there's two teams that can possibly... If I'm looking I'm looking as a Knicks fan and saying there's two teams that I'm hoping that the Knicks can surpass, well, I'm pretty sure there's other two... There's two teams as well in, uh, in the top 10, even three teams. I'm pretty sure some teams are looking at the Knicks the same way that, that, that I'm looking at these other two teams that, that could possibly fall. And like I said, I think Chicago, and not really Chicago, but it's Charlotte, who's one of them, right? And listen, I ain't gonna lie. I'm surprised about Chicago. I'm surprised about Washington. I'm surprised about Charlotte. And Atlanta, I'm not surprised about. So if any one of those four... I think I'd like to be better. Yeah, listen, I'm not. <laughs> but like I said, I'm a, I, I'm, 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 I, I, I am a full-blown, at this point in time, Trey Young hater. Like you, you, you guys know how I feel about this. Like there, 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 there is no sunshine when it's gone. Like, and and I think about it, I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't think I've ever really been a fan of Trey Young, to be honest with you. Yo, you thought Trey Young was still good? What the fuck? That's not it. Yo, you thought Trey Young was still good? Fuck Trey Young! Fuck Trey Young! Fuck Trey Young! Fuck Trey Young! I'm gonna tell you. We'll have to do a we'll have to do a live podcast together when the Knicks play the Raptors in the play-in in April. Mm. Oh, listen, I'm 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 all for it. I am all for it. Listen, when it when it comes to Trey Young, I don't think I ever was really a fan of him. And I remember the All Star game where he won the Skills Challenge. I wasn't a fan of how he won that, where he threw the ball up ahead. And then he ran to it, and then he and then he and then he went about shooting his shots and shit. So he didn't dribble with the ball; he threw it ahead and went. And I was like, I get like 
I see how you found a loophole to the rule, but that's fugazi. It's fuck. Because you didn't think, because honest, because you were behind, to be honest with you. And if you didn't do that, you wouldn't have gotten ahead and, and also won the game. Or, or won that match. I think, was he playing against Luca that game? Uh, in that matchup? I can't remember. I can't remember. But, I, but I, I remember that shit. And that shit really never sat right with me. So I've never really been a fan of Trey Young. Like, I, I, was, I was excited to kind of see him coming to the NBA and see what he does. I know they called him the next, the, the next Stephen Curry. Still thought he was kind of small. But then, <laughs> it was funny. I remember thinking he was small. And then, looking at his size compared to a lot of the point guards in the league now, and then coming to realization like, holy shit, I didn't realize how small the, the NBA had gotten. But can you say that how good of a thing that is probably for some of these point guards? Because none of them have to worry about going, with, going through what Baron Davis went through, where they're trying to put 25 pounds of muscle on him, and they want him walking around at 225 pounds, and every time they and and every and every season they're wondering why the hell he got back problems. The first year he comes in and at, at around like 200 pounds for the year, he has one of the mo most monstrous seasons ever. We just didn't understand nutrition and shit like that back then, <laughs> and body types or nothing, nothing at all. Kyle Lowry's still working on it. Hey, but and Kyle Lowry still listen. Kyle Lowry's still looking like and still looking in the best shape of his life right now. I'm not gonna lie. Even though he just has that body, he just has that body type where you have to really pay attention to certain portions or certain features on the body to to notice weight loss or weight gain, and it really can't be in the face. And if you look in the face, you have to really pay attention to where in the face it is. He's the Kevin Owens of the NBA. Should grow a beard. Yeah, <laughs> well, Kevin Owens is just a big boy. Like, like Kevin Owens wears wears like a black spandex underneath his t-shirts, <laughs> like so so that you don't see his gut protruding sometimes. <laughs> like, no, he's just a big boy. Like these, like no, you'll be surprised. Like guys like Draymond and Kyle Lowry, right? No homo shit. But when you see them without their shirts on, like they're not so out of shape as we thought they were. Yeah, they're they're thick but muscular. Yeah. Is, yeah, exactly. Like I said, we're talking about body types here, we, and we all have different body types. <laughs> right? So, in a, so as, as we talk about, in a, in a weird way, right, seven degrees of separation, right? It, something, always, so, something always comes back to the Knicks. Actually, this one doesn't even have to do anything in there. This is actually just plain old simple LeBron James talk. Right? So, Cleveland! This is for you! I know we spoke the other day about how LeBron James... <laughs> LeBron James removed the um, had a fan removed from his uh, from the game against Indiana, and it was in Indiana. And we, we and I don't think we quite understood. Um, I don't I don't know if we talked about what ha what had had been said on the podcast. I'm, I'm trying to remember when did I come to the realization where I end up learning what he said, and we end up learning that I still don't know what was said, so I, I, we can talk about ah, it. Ah, okay, 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 okay. Well. The young lady brought up, mentioned twice about LeBron James's son, saying that like I hope I hope he gets in like a car accident or some shit like that. Like I hope, I hope your son gets into a wreck, or I hope your son gets into a car accident, or I hope your son breaks his legs or some. Sh you know what I mean? Like she kept on saying shit like that, and that's when she was like, "Nah." That's when LeBron James was like, "Nah, get this motherfucker removed. Like you can boo me, you can do all this stuff, but, but leave my fucking my fucking family and my kids out of this." 
And she should be more embarrassed at homie that puked on himself in Sacramento. That's <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> so, so once I learned that, I'm like, okay, you know what, LeBron James, I can fully understand because, like I said, like I'm one of the, I'm one of those people where I know if I get close enough, I am going to heckle the shit out of LeBron. You understand? I'm gonna do some research. I'm gonna pull up old stuff about old teammates. I'm gonna pull up old stats from Cleveland. Like you, you understand? I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull up old final failure numbers. Like, <laughs> like, like I, I'm, bring a picture of Delonte West. I, no, I, I don't know if I could bring up a picture of Delonte West. Delonte West is is is, is a different head case on it to his own self. Like I don't want to, but no, because then let's talk about his mama, and I ain't trying to bring his mama into this <laughs> either. Like I'll be kicked out for sure. <laughs> Oh man, and plus Delonte Delonte West at this point in time has become such a sad story that I don't want to use Delonte West. You know what I mean? Like, like it yeah, is really I, sad. I, I, I thought about the surface level of that joke when I first said it, and then immediately regretted it. Listen, I I, I get it. I get it. It happens like that. <laughs> it's, it's like that sometimes. But I understood what LeBron James um why LeBron James ended up getting that fan kicked out. I I I I get it now. Like I say, I, this is coming from one of one of the biggest like Le, like LeBron James scrutinizers and haters in, in, um, out there, where I I find a way to poke at him almost any time I get. Like I said, and we're talking about the great LeBron James here. And this point in time, and this time, like he wasn't wrong. I get it. I think I think I think almost anybody can understand, or only especially if you're a parent, right, can understand what somebody crosses those those family lines of how you may take it. Like listen, and, and we're talking about a state like Indiana where. They burnt down the house of their superstar, one Reggie Miller. So who knows how they'll treat another superstar? <laughs> and like I said, LeBron James was in Cleveland, where they even vandalized his property at one point in time. So listen, ain't no ain't no standing for it. Where where did those quotes come from? Like, are they like? Is that just what LeBron said, or did people sitting there saying? Oh no no people no no yeah yeah no people it it was reported that people around the couple was um um said that they kept on mentioning this stuff. So this started. So this started about an angle where I'm not on LeBron James' side. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? So this came from the people around them, and and remember, remember the one, remember, even when we first talked about the incident, the one thing that I said, they must have said something because if this was ill received, normally the people around them. At least start trying to take up for them when security came. Like, man, they didn't do nothing. They, like, they tried. They they at least tried to explain that this may have been overblown. Nobody took up for them. They just kind of gave that look, like, uh, you know, fucked up now. <laughs> like, so, like, so, I, so, because I don't know if you guys did this or if you guys do this. When I was every time I kept on watching it, I was watching for the reaction of the people around them. As they were getting kicked out, not so much watching their reaction, but watching the reaction of everybody around them. And when I saw how nonchalantly everybody was like, yeah, you kind of brought it on yourself. I was like, they must have said or did something because it looked like they were, it looked like they could have been in a group. And if they, they weren't in a group, it looked like if they, if, if they thought that it was wrong, they may have tried taking up for them. And they did nothing. They just sat there and was like... Oh shit! That's your ass, Mister Postman. <laughs> it's, it's the lady that was saying all this shit, right? And, and, and it had to be. It had like I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to, to to fully identify, but I think it was her identified as the protagonist. 
antagonist. Imagine you're the boyfriend or the husband sitting there and you like, like, nah, boom. You gotta go. I didn't say shit. Yeah. I'll meet you inside. <laughs> Listen, man. Like, here I'll goes... meet you at the car. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll, I'll unlock the car from here. Hey, Google, unlock my I, car. <laughs> I paid $2,000 for these courtside. Courtside seats. Yeah, and, and you know what's bad, too? The Pacers were winning. The Pacers were winning. This is not a second time in a row that Lakers team has been riled up by some... By something not by, by something that was done to their team to come away with a victory. They were losing in that Pacers game. And that shit right there rallied them to, to, to finish a blowout. Just like how they were losing in that goddamn Detroit game. You know what I mean? Before before LeBron James punched Isaiah Stewart and Isaiah Stewart went all like tried to go all better metal world peace on their ass. And then got two games. <laughs> That's that, that mellow Westbrook influence that you've been talking about, though. What's that? That's that Carmelo Russ Westbrook influence you've been talking about, though, like that, that dog mentality. It has to be, because can I tell you this? Okay, I will. Can I tell you something that's also weird? I don't know if you guys have noticed, because I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Mellow. Have you noticed that since he's been in L.A., Carmelo Anthony has, has adopted... This weird goon enforcer role? Is it just me that has noticed Mello the enforcer? <laughs> and can I tell you, I, I, I'm loving it. <laughs> I am loving this enforcer Mello. Like, who would have thought Mello's new role in the NBA would be enforcer? <laughs> I'm sorry. As much as I love it, it tickles me to death <laughs> to think of Camilla Anthony as an enforcer. Be, <laughs> but Camilla Anthony was he's, always he's a... like the he's like the big E to LeBron's Dolph Ziggler. He, oh my God, he he, he is something. I, I I don't I I can't even explain it. It it is it is it is weird to see, right? One, like that's probably first thing. It is, it is weird to see. But it also excites and entices because we always knew Melo always got aggressive rebounds, right? He always got a rebounds with his elbows high. And I was like, give me that shit. Get the fuck out of here kind of shit, right? Like, if you ever hear Melo play, like, you always hear him yelling out some obscene shit, like, like low-key or whatever. <laughs> but who knew that Melo had a whole entire enforcer in him? Like, an enforcer? Like, look, come on now. Listen, while I love to see it, if you would have pulled this back, pull this curtain back ten years ago and be like, "Hey, do you see Camilla Anthony as an enforcer?" I think everybody would have laughed. Like I like like I told like 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 I just did a like a Kevin Hart special. Nobody sees. Wait a minute. Yeah, Charlotte's gonna drop in the rankings. Their point differential is not withstanding. They're gonna fall if they keep this up. You you don't you don't maintain a winning record with a negative point differential. You bring in John Wall. Hmm. We see. We'll see. We gotta keep an eye on that. Cause that's what's telling me that Cleveland isn't gonna break through. Toronto could break through. That tells me that Atlanta and Boston may get higher. Milwaukee got room to grow. Shit. And if Milwaukee, okay. Figure out how to play Scotty Barnes and Pascal Siakam together. Once we get that locked down. 
And if Milwaukee, if Milwaukee takes the jump that they're supposed to do, then they'll replace Chicago. Chicago's plus minus though. Yeah, so they'll be they'll be fighting back and forth. I'm sorry. I'm trying to do some future project projections just based off of the point differentials this early in the in the game. About 20 games in. Damn, we're a quarter through the season. <laughs> hey, baby, you still there? <laughs> actually, I'm, of course, I can, actually I, I can hear your music in the back. <laughs> I can hang up. What? You sound so disappointed. I, I am. I I am disappointed. I, I am disappointed every time that you leave me. Shaking my head. He's soft. It's weird. He's good. I got to make myself <laughs> up. You know how hard that is. I got you. <laughs> See, even Chill Will is saying, like, yo, he, Camilla Anthony is soft, and it's weird that he's adopted this enforcer role, but he has. And I, I hear you, baby. So if you're leaving, I love you. Good night. Sweet dreams. And I'll call you in the morning. I love you, too. Please call me. <laughs> All right. Let's make sure your phone is on. <laughs> Oh, shit. Okay, yeah. I'll work on it. I'll try my best. Yeah, because I'm already about like six beers in since I woke up at six. Oh, wow. Six, six, six. Oh, shit. Mark of the Beast. All right, I need a seventh beer. <laughs> shit just got dark for no reason. <laughs> Oh man! So, yeah, the same time. Yeah, eleven oh seven, regular time. Eleven seventeen. Listen, everybody else is. Yeah, listen, everybody else is already. Yeah, you need to. Well, not the house because I wasn't in. You know what? I'll talk to you later, baby. Gotcha. I love you, All right. Yeah, listen, these calls are recorded for quality and training purposes. You know that. <laughs> quality and training purposes off this phone. Mm. Listen, you're going to have to leave me before I leave you. How about that? Oh. Damn. It's that kiss talk, that kiss talk. <laughs> <laughs> listen, this is how we talk. This is how we talk. It said, I miss you, I miss you more time. Actually, it is. It is, and I and I learned something today. Like I actually, you know, I tell you here on 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 the air. So, I I think I learned while while driving up here that I get the I love you more from my mother. <laughs> cause, cause when she was driving, I was and I, and I called her. Remember, I told you I was gonna call her about not telling me that the highway was shut off, right? Yeah. And I was getting ready to hop, hop off the phone. I was like, I right, love you. She was like, love you more. And I was like, wait, huh? Like. Is that where I got that from? <laughs> Speaking of, I know I'm failing as a, not failing as a son, like jokingly, like I'm bad for answering texts. And if I miss a couple texts from my mom, she'll just hit me with a random, I love you. Like, a day later. Like, oh, like damn it. Okay. It's that guilt trip, that guilt trip. <laughs> like, okay, as soon as you get that, boop, 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 boop. Hey ma, <laughs> she knows. She knows if I don't hit about that, I love you too. She, oh, so your phone isn't broken. <laughs> That's you can't funny. not say that. For real, for real. All right, what game is on right now? Do, is, am I seeing this right? We have Golden State Warriors and the Portland Trail Blazers, but I also have the Los Angeles Lakers versus the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, 
We got the Indian. And what happened with that Pacers and Toronto game? Did, did you guys come up on top? Or is it still on? Uh, no comment. Oh. So that happened, huh? <laughs> That's how it went there. Actually, you know what? I'm seeing it right now. With a, with a minute to go, the Pacers are up 114 to 97. Phoenix blew out the New York Knicks 118 to 97. All these 97s, right? But at least you guys will score more points than we did. All right. The Washington Wizards beat OKC 101 to 99. Actually, no, we got two. Actually, yeah. That, nope. 2.8 seconds left to go in the fourth quarter. I'm not going to call that yet. Boston right now, that's still in the third quarter. They're, they're losing to San Antonio 67 to 58. We got Milwaukee beating Denver right now 58 to 47. Um, we have a close one in New Orleans. That one, that game is in halftime between New Orleans and Utah. Um, actually, you know what? Let me pull up the box score on that one because I want to see if Zion Williamson is playing and what his, uh, what his um, stat line is currently looking like. And, folks, yep. Um, Golden State and Portland has started right now. That that game is twelve to seven in favor of Golden State, and we have a couple other games that have ended as well. I'm not going to go into all of those. Atlanta beat Memphis. Damn it! I hate to see Trey um, Trey Young beat my next young protege. In if I could very quickly do, do that rap talk. Go ahead, get that rap talk on. Scotty Barnes looked phenomenal through the first 14, 15 games until Pascal came back from his injury. Hmm. And now that he's not like the number one option, he looks a little lost out there. It's making me think that someone out there at the deadline is looking for a Pascal Siakam. I think it's time to make that move. Hmm. 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 So. I think Scotty was averaging like 18, and then Pascal's first game back, Scotty had two points. That's interesting. So you say. So. This is that this is leaning towards something that that we've discussed here previously where if you can find a way possibly Pascal Siakam for Ben Simmons like that's a move that looks like and, and I'm going to tell you guys why I say that because not only are both of them about 6 foot 9 as well right so you can try to figure out whatever you want to figure out there but also the money matches that's that's the most important thing they, if I'm not mistaken, they they both have a 19, is it, it's even 19 or 29 million dollar mm-hmm. contract, but their money matches. I know, so I know it has a nine at the end, but that's that's the one thing that that, that yeah, that's the one thing that caught me from the very beginning that their money matches damn near to a fucking to the to the, to the goddamn dollar for what they're gonna get paid. So if 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 I if I like, that's one of the first things that made me think like you know what Toronto. If you can get Pascal Siakam and go get him. And then also, if you're Philly, Pascal Siakam fits what you're looking for, which is which is a veteran player that can contribute right now. Is an already he's already uh, he's been an all-star once already, right? Did Pascal Siakam make an all-star team once? Yeah, he did. Okay, so he's been an all-star. You, you could either start him or you could bring him off the bench, but he can be a contributor to you in either role. And if he's and if he's playing right, he's a he's a he's a mismatch problem. You get him there in the Doc Rivers, you know, under, under that under that Doc River tutelage. And Pascal Siakam could very much work for everything that Philly believes that they are entitled to get back for a guy like Ben Simmons. And if you're going to make... My phone's on its last leg, so if I fell unexpectedly, I'll be back in like a minute. 
Understood, understood, understood. And 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 that's the and I, and if you're Toronto, Ben Simmons is still Ben Simmons. Then Ben Simmons is a defensive playmaking all-star defensive first team <laughs> guard. Like like I know I know people would like for him to be a more offensive player, but think of Rudy Gobert and what he gets paid and what he does. He's he's Rudy Gobert in guard form. Now, would you like him to shoot more? I think I think the whole entire sports world would like him to shoot more because that would unlock a whole different level to his talent. But right now, whatever talent that he currently has is still all star level, and it's a little bit more consistent all star level than Pascal Siakam. You can rebuild around around Ben Simmons. You can build around Ben Simmons, or with Ben Simmons with with, with Fred Van Fleet. You know, Red Van Fleet, and then also, he also also for Ben Simmons, Philly really had no culture, right? They they were the culture, or or, or he was basically being tailored to that whole entire time. There was no kickback. There was no hey, learn how to be a pro. This learn how to be a pro. That now he's gonna go to he's gonna go to Toronto, and there's gonna be Fred Van Fleet there, and while and and it's still gonna be Fred Van Fleet and a couple of those vets teams. And you're going to have to fall in line with, hey, Van Van, he's going to teach you how to do this. He's going to teach you how the team does that. He may even teach you how to be a, uh, how to be a better professional. And if all that falls in line, then you know what? You actually got a pretty good player. Like I said, it could go so many different ways in Toronto because who knows if Van Van Fleet even, is even happy with that. And he may want to take a different route. Okay, looks like we got some comments over here. We got Maddie. Lavalva is a straight-up mark-ass bitch. If I told you that before, good. If not him, <laughs> it is hood or dweebs. Lonzo wears undershirts because he's a huge, nasty nipples. The whole ball family is stupid. It's something that I'm reading for the comments, by the way. <laughs> the whole ball family is stupid, and Dad Lavalva crapped his pants on a Delta flight. I was on with him a few months back, and he sat in it for three and a half hours. Lavalva ball can can't hit from behind because he has oh okay oh wow that 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 that, that, that that's a little more personal like I, I don't know how you know um the, the size about you know the man's penis but Laval Ball doesn't shower the guy because he <laughs> apparently somebody doesn't like Laval Ball actually I think you told us that anime Laval Ball is a straight up mark ass bitch I, I think that's where it started <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, somebody doesn't like LeVar Ball as much as I... Or actually, more than I don't like LeBron James. Now, as we talked about Ben Simmons, right? And we talk about freakish athletes that are with teams or with teams or with not teams or with teams. Coming back to teams. We heard it earlier. Bump, bump, bump. Zion Williamson is... Official, okay, actually, you know what? It's, it's scheduled to return to the Pelicans. And let's see here if he played in this game. Nope, we did not see a Zion Williamson playing in this game. But he is scheduled to return, which means that he is almost back. And it only makes news because it's freaking Zion Williamson. And as you guys know, I think Zion Williamson is a better version of Kenneth Fareed. And I get a lot of I get a lot of slack from that, from 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 some of my particular co-hosts. Listen, he is a he's a he's a great he is a great father and a great marketer. That is that is definitely one thing. Thank you. 
and ball sneakers are awful. Looks like baby shit and use condoms. <laughs> Shoes were trash. Shoes were trash. But yo, <laughs> who else has exploded out of their shoes all the goddamn time? And is is there an NBA player outside of is it is it Zion? That out that, that it's not even the ball sneakers. It's just any sneakers he just explodes out of. That's just yeah, crazy. And then it happened again in summer camp. Or the summer league. It, it happened to him. It happened to him in, in college. It happened to him in the summer league. And I think it's happened. I think it's happened to him in a regular game as well, too. He's literally blowing through sneakers. I think the same Actually, you know what? I think the same thing is happening to, to Nick Center, Mitchell Robinson. I think that I think that's who it's happening to. I think Mitchell Robinson is, is, is starting to blow out of his sneakers a lot too. So he's trying to find himself a, like a well-made pay, a, a well-groomed pair, a well-made, well-made pair of sneakers. You know what? I, I think I think we've done enough basketball for today. I, I think I think I think we got a nice little dosage of basketball, Thanksgiving stuff, and everything else. Let's get into some football because. We can't really, oh, 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 oh. We can't really do basketball. We can't really do Thanksgiving without football. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. We'll come back to you guys. When we come back, football time. They didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They joined because there is important work to be done and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led, and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists, and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond, I became a soldier. They didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They joined because there is important work to be done and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led, and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists, and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond, I became a soldier. Thank you guys for listening. Had to go take a quick commercial break. Had to go grab a new beer. 
Had to go, and then, and then I ran into some treats. I got cupcakes. I got like three different kind of cupcakes, mini cakes. I didn't get a chance to get none of these during um last night. Like I said, like I was in a whole different world. <clears throat> I didn't get none of the sweets. I didn't get no pa. I ain't get no nothing. But I got them now, and we're back. Okay. So as we were to say, I think we've covered enough basketball for right now. I think it's time to go for us to go ahead and switch into some football, right? And before we get into the full thread of football, because we'll be we'll be irresponsible to to have a Thanksgiving show and not talk football, because at this point in time, like Thanksgiving is almost synonymous with football. Right? The NFL has made sure that they have gotten themselves intertwined with Thanksgiving. And they keep trying to tread on, on Christmas, and I'm not having any of it. Let's let you know, um, um, just let you know, NFL, once again, I will not be watching not one minute of an NFL game on Christmas Day. How dare you assholes keep trying to infiltrate Christmas with your goddamn football. Leave it for basketball. You don't see basketball trying to fuck with you on, on, on Thanksgiving. Don't fuck with basketball on Christmas. You've been warned. You get no ratings from me. <clears throat> I'm not even going to talk about that game. You keep doing games on Christmas, I won't even talk about Oh, shit. Almost spilled my beer all over my shit. <laughs> I will refuse to talk about games on Christmas Day if you, if you do them. How about that? I'll boycott them. Flat out boycott. Talking about any game that you have on Christmas. Some bullshit. You're just greedy. That's all you are. That's just greed. That's just pure greedy assholeism. You don't need that shit. <clears throat> but let's talk. Let's, uh, but let, before we get into all the games, let me get us into some Jets shit, right? Because, you know what? The Jets have done something very recently that I, I kind of had to get off my chest. I couldn't let them slide with this. So, you know what? little just talk to talk about and a little bit more about the dysfunction of the New York or what is the New York Jets and one of their quarterbacks one of their quarterbacks who I now called Unvaco Flacco <laughs> right that is his new name to me Unvaco Flacco and I don't understand how Joe Flacco Got made it not only made it onto a team as a backup, but got moved around, picked up by the New York Jets for assets as a backup. And he wasn't quarantined. And he's not quarantined. And by how the league treated one, as he had this always comes back to somehow. Cam Newton, right? I feel like I do a lot of Cam Newton talk for for somebody that isn't a Carolina fan, right? Or even so much a fan of Cam. Actually, I'm not a fan of Cam Newton. I'm not a super fan of Cam Newton, right? I'm not like a I'm not a Cam Newton fanatic, but I find myself constantly having to talk about Cam Newton, and I find it odd that it almost seemed that no team even wanted to look at Cam Newton for a backup role. If he wasn't vaccinated. And the NFL has kind of almost hinted to, towards maneuvering as such. And they don't want to even give you a, a shot or a role, a true role in the NFL if you're not vaccinated. And yet, here go the New York Jets. 
You have to understand how bad this was, right? The New York Jets wanted to bring in Joe Flacco for vet, for a little bit of veteran leadership to help out their rookie quarterback. The New York Jets already had Joe Flacco on their team as veteran leadership before they got this rookie quarterback. And they gave him away for nothing. And then they gave away a six-round pick for him. And then he wasn't vaccinated. So the week that they brought him for, they couldn't play him. And then we end up finding out there were two other quarterbacks that also had some veteran experience on this team that were, that could look more productive in this offense other than Zach Wilson. New York just decided that they needed to bring back Joe Flacco. Now, I'm not one. I'm not the one to just kind of just keep clamoring on teams and say that this is the kind of the function that this function that they had. But I just want people to know that just because a team has always been this, just because a team hasn't won a championship in a while, should not. Add to the degree of dysfunction. I'm just saying that the New York Giants are just a dysfunction to New York Jets. <laughs> and, and the narrative doesn't seem as such all the time. But the New York Jets are a complete fuck up. Like, that is some... Hold on one second. I gotta try this. Mmm. That's good. Mmm. The way the New York Jets are managing... Their roster and their quarterback scenario. It really, really, really highlights the fact that nobody in an organization that they currently have general manager, head coach, offensive coordinator and none of them have any experience at their job. If if it wasn't evident, it is here. What? Because right, normally we hear of new head coach, they may hire a veteran offensive coordinator, maybe even offensive coordinator used to coach in this league. Nope, nope, not the Jets, not Robert Salah. I said everybody. There's a rookie in there's there's literally a rookie in every important position for the New York Jets. General manager, head coach, offensive coordinator, and quarterback. And when they all come together and form the rookie fuck-up of Voltron, you can see why the New York Jets are such a fuck-up this year. Like, it really does. It, it, it's, it's, over, it's overbearing. But I don't want to talk so much about the Jets. I just had to point that out. That the New York Jets brought in Joe, um, brought in Unvaco Flacco. And that probably has to be one of the dumbest moves. Or, one, or if you have to look at the worst move for a season, or the dumbest move for a season, that's probably that's probably gonna rank up there. We see Deshaun Jackson already paying dividends for his new home. I don't know what kind of dividends Joe Flacco is gonna prove for the New York Jets. Thanksgiving was a bad day to build 
Thanksgiving was not a bad day for Bill's Mafia. Wait, wait, did I miss something? Wait, did was there some trepidation in your in, 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 in your blow? Oh, okay. I was about to say, was there some trepidation in your blowout victory? I didn't get a chance to watch the game. I think I was already out. Trey White pulled up on a coverage play. Went down the field, torn ACL, done for the year. Oh, that sucks. As a Bills fan, I thought about Magic 8 Ball. The Super Bowl odds say outlook not so good. Mm -mm -mm. That sucks. My condolences. But at least you were the one team that had expectations to win, took care of their business easily, and didn't leave any question marks about if they're still at least a serious team or not. Because you needed this victory. And you wanted to, to and, and you needed to get back. I didn't really get back. But you want to continue with winning habits and winning momentum. And we know it's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is rough. It's a Thursday night game. All Thursday night games are rough. Like, I remember when... I remember the, back in my day, the only game we had on Thursdays was Thanksgiving days. Right? <laughs> absolutely sucks I can even say that like that. But it's absolutely true. Like, this used to only be the only, th the only Thursday night game. But we had it. Chicago, Detroit. Even back in my day, Thanksgiving was just the Cowboys game and the Lions game. Oh, word. Word. It was only one game. But now we get both teams able to have a game. And they don't even play. They don't play each other. You get a third game in there. It's, 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 it's a whole show. We had Chicago facing Detroit. And that had to be the, bowl, the, the, the turkey bowl of the unmentionables. Like, that's the green bean casserole of, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean, of your evening. That's the, that's the experimental potato salad that somebody put raisins in. Like, that's what Chicago Detroit is. <laughs> when we're talking about... No one's going back for seconds of the Tim Boyle, uh, Andy Dalton game. Exactly. And... <sighs> Chicago, like... Chicago really almost lost that game. There was a point in this game looking like, oh, can Detroit get their first victory? But of course, Detroit is way more familiar with failure than I think any team is in the last decade. And it shows. When's the last time they won a Thanksgiving game? I just want them to win one. Would you be surprised if they finish the if they finish the season with another O something in a tie? Cause they did this before, didn't they? Um, have a undefeated season, have a winless season, but they had a tie in there somewhere. Or am I mistaken? I'm not sure. I know they went on sixteen a few years ago. A few years. Well, see, I, I think they may have done this a couple years, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they've produced some really bad seasons. I think, I think their best chance might be Week 18 against the Packers. If the Packers have like the one seed put away. And they nail some that shit in? be their best chance to win a game with you. It could be. You have to figure out something. Actually, that's, that's another place that has... But see? Wait a minute. No, no, no. No sympathy for Detroit. Because they have a rookie head coach. But don't they have Carson Wentz there? Is that where he went to? Jared Goff. Jared Goff. Sorry. Same guy to me. <laughs> 
No, Carson Wentz is in Indiana. <laughs> Carson Wentz is in Indiana, I think, right? But yeah, but they have Jerry Goff. And we already know that there are no excuses for Jerry Goff. Jerry Goff even needs like if Jerry Goff has this season, let's put it this way. Jared Goff is no longer a starter in this league after this season. He has officially lost his starting job in the league. He's going to have to come in after an injury for somebody, light it up, and for somebody to think that, oh, there goes something that we saw before, and let's try to give him another starting job somewhere. As we go through a transition or a rebuild or a bridge process. Like, But he is no longer going to be considered a starting quarterback in this league. They had this head coach. He could be the next Case Keenum. Like he could be a backup for seven years. He could be. He very well could be, but he's done. He's almost done now. Based off of just what his head coach... His head coach didn't want to call him out. He cried for his team, and then he had to call him out. And I still, I still never forget the pain on his face. The angst on his face when he had to call out Jared Goff. Like, because he had just cried the week before. He's like, I'm not going to go as far as crying. But you can see, he was, he was hurt to have to call out Jerry Goff. What's going on, Ma? You're going to stay later. I'm going to go. Where my stuff is at? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. I would trip down the road. Like the, the numbers Cooper Cup is putting up this year. Like, he was putting up the numbers with Goff. People are surprised now this year he's putting up the numbers he has established. Just to show you that, one, how good he was and how much better he could have always been looking. That's really, that's, that's really what it is. It's kind of ridiculous. And we all know Matthew Stafford has no problem finding um, finding a number one target or finding his best target. Now, he's had some up and down games this year. He has a couple, a couple of head scratchers. But I don't think a head scratcher is beyond anybody this year. And, and that's the thing about it. A head scratcher game, a couple, a two head scratcher games, even three so far, is not beyond some of the people that we held in some of the highest regards. Aside from maybe Arizona, has anybody not lost a bad game this year? Don't Arizona didn't have a bad loss this year? Hmm. I don't know. I'm trying to think. I thought. I thought. But I thought. I thought even Arizona had a bad loss. To be honest with you, they lost to the Packers. Hmm. Hmm. And then the other loss was uh, within Kyler Murray, Josh Rosenstein. I guess so. Shit. I guess Kyler Murray has not taken a bad a bad loss so far this year. Man, because even Baltimore has, I think. <laughs> Wait, they, and then Baltimore, yeah. I think Baltimore, Baltimore lost the Dolphins on Monday night. Yeah, they had that bad one. So, yeah, even Baltimore had some. Tell you, man, there's something special going on with some of these teams. Arizona may be one of them. It's just that they haven't done it in the playoffs yet. So, all this special regular season shit, you know how, you know how we, you know what, what it ends up being. It's like, do that shit in the postseason. Like, we love to see that shit now. And, and it gives us something to talk about and highlight from week to week. But to really get... <laughs> Rob, I said, la, 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 la. <laughs> to really get Kyler Murray into that next stratosphere of players that 
he looks like he could replicate with his play in the regular season, or he could put himself amongst with his play in the regular season, we have to see in the postseason. And we have to see it for the next three to five years of in the postseason. Because really, like, everything... If it wasn't for this injury, he's probably the clear-cut MVP. Mm-hmm. But like I said, but now this is a pattern for him. Have a great season, then gets injured. Now, the only, the only thing that hasn't happened is that his team didn't get derailed in W's. You coming through? Oh, yeah. Come on. You good. That's my auntie asked me if she could come through. He's a quarterback who, who runs, man. That's, that's, I'm not surprised to get injured. Oh, So, the good thing about him this year, the only thing that didn't fit the pattern is that last year, it was, oh, his team couldn't get right after he got injured. This year... They're, they have learned how to keep their head above water. Because really, when you figure... Like, almost any team, when you lose your starting quarterback, the only thing you're really trying to do is, is keep your wins above 500 until they get back. <laughs> really. <laughs> That's really what it is. And and they're managing that. So, right now, he has a pattern. Do good in the regular season until he gets injured. And he has to build a pattern of making it to the postseason and doing some actual work and damage in the postseason. And he's going to have to make it consistent for three to five years. You don't have to have three to five years of winning, but you have to have at least three to five years of consistency in the playoffs to at least start looking right. And then they're going to expect you to win eventually. But he can make a good case for himself of being a, of, of having a five-year run of constantly being in the playoffs. Past the first round, obviously. With, with Murray and Henry both getting hurt, who, who's your MVP right now? I think it's tough. With it is tough because almost everybody is almost on the same playing field to me in a weird way. Um, my the amount of votes I can see, um, I can see Lamar Jackson getting. I can see, I, I I can see I can see Tom Brady getting. I can also see Josh Allen getting. I can see Matthew Stafford getting. You know so. <laughs> It's 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 a it's a race, which but you know what I'm happy for that it's actually a race this year, because like in, in years past, be Trevon Diggs. <laughs> listen, if that would be awesome, if that would happen, because then that would also make the Dallas Cowboys demise even more sweeter, even more sweet than this red velvet cupcake I'm out to eat. Mmm, that's good. As we're talking about Dallas. Dallas. You just surround yourself with sweets. You got, you got shows. You got sweet brand. You got the red velvet. Listen, I had a, I had a yellow cake with some icing on it. Then I had a mar- Then I had a marble cake with with a little bit of icing on it. And then it was, and I was a red velvet. So when I went on my beard run, I came, I came back with three little cupcakes. <laughs> and then I had my, and then I had my sugars over there. That's that's really what happened. I saw my sugars and my sweet tooth got activated. No. Coping mechanism. Yep. That's the only way I can get by. So now we have Vegas. We had Vegas take on Dallas yesterday. And shout out to the one of our co-hosts on the podcast, uh, Mark and his son, that um, they end up going to the game in Dallas. Was it in Dallas? Yeah. They end up going. To... The game was in Dallas? Shit. 
Yeah, they end up going to the game in Dallas. He ended up taking his son or whatever. I think he, I think he went with either one of his cousins or one of his brothers or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, or what? If, but it's one of his like, you know, like growing up, growing up family members. You know what I mean, so they all went, they all four went there, and unfortunately, they were not rewarded with a Dallas Cowboys victory. What they were rewarded with was. The Dallas Cowboys doing what the Dallas Cowboys are known to do when you have the highest of expectations of them. Unfortunately, because we've said this already, it's actually, wait a minute. Wait, Dak Prescott missed game. Wait, did Dak Prescott, see, again, I was about to say Dak Prescott could be an MVP candidate, but also... I can I can just I, everybody that I mentioned I can see all those other guys getting just as many votes. It's a really good problem to have this year in the, in, the, in the NFL because I usually feel that right around now we usually have an idea of who may be MVP. And I want to say as we currently talk now, there may be legitimately seven to ten people that could be MVP. I feel like at this point last year, it was almost definitely Mahomes, maybe Allen or Henry. And they ended up being the top three. Yeah, I'm saying, yeah, you usually have an idea. And have, yeah, because usually you can have an idea of like who's going to be picked out, who's going to be the top two or three guys. Right now, there's seven. With injuries and lack of consistency and, and, and missing games for illness. Because all of that has to be... If you miss games, it has to be taken into consideration. Right? With all of that, yeah, it makes it tough. It, it almost makes it seem like there's going to be somebody that wins it that we don't even think about. Because we're thinking about all of the common names that would have lost, that, that, have, that have already missed games. That there may be somebody at a different position or a different side of the ball... That we may be forget that we may not even be looking at, and they be like, you know what? You've been here all season. You've been beasting. Bam! Here goes your numbers. Here goes your MVP this year. That's why I brought up Javon. Which is why I made your case for Javon. <laughs> no, that's just I'm saying. Like, it's a quarterback almost every year. I think the last non-quarterback was Peterson. And he, like I said, and he had to come six yards shy or less than ten yards shy uh, to me, so it could be a little bit more. I could be a little bit more right and make sure that I'm not off, but let's be less than ten yards shy of having the all-time rushing record for a season. And was that also coming off of an ACL surgery too that happened, or was it before? I'm like, pretty sure it was before. I think it was like '08. Okay. I keep trying to remember if that was the I year. Up a couple weeks ago. The last defensive player was LT, I think, as crazy as that is. Really? The last defensive player was LT. That's kind of wild to me. To think that, like, years past that. I mean, we're talking about, like, the first thing that really pops to me is Deion Sanders. The fact that he didn't get one. Like I know I have a bias of thinking about of thinking about um Darrell Revis and even and even um the guy from Baltimore, uh, Ray Lewis. I know I'm biased to think about those two guys. 
But I really think that Deion Sanders didn't get one. That's crazy to me. Like, that's almost unacceptable. 1986, Lawrence Taylor, last MVP on defense. Damn. Go ahead, namesake. See, another great Taylor. Another great Taylor in ball in history. <laughs> oh, man. So, with everything going on now, now with the NBA, NBA having NFL having an extra game, on top of just physical ability, you also have to make sure you're not you don't miss games for illness. Can this now cause a shift in the NFL where it's not automatically always going to the offensive guy? But then again. Who's on there on defense that, that is standing out? Like, is Von Miller or is, um, not Von Miller. Shit. Fuck. Aaron Donald. There we go. <laughs> is Aaron Donald out there beasting enough to say, hey, let's give you the MVP? But you know what, also, though? I'm going to tell you this. It's one of those things I felt like if the NFL rewarded other positions with MVP, it would force those other positions to get more shine. Like if they gave that to, to, to Aaron Donald, it would get that it would get his position more shine. Which means that it would it, like they don't, they don't realize that. Actually, you know what? I'm about to say some shit. The NFL, in a way that they're doing their in the way that their MVP is made, they are making it so points where they, where you overlook the defense and you only focus on offense. Because if they gave a defensive guy that MVP... It's so much harder to look at numbers for defensive, right? Like if you're Aaron Donald, you get three offensive linemen on you every, every rush. But see, that's what I'm saying. If they the numbers there. If they give that position... If you're a the quarterback's not throwing to your side of the field the entire game because you're so dominant. Yeah, we'll see. Well, yeah, that's going to... Huh. But see, and that's with my, my with my theory. I feel that if they gave that, that guy an MVP, it would force them to hyper. Okay, it would force them to hyper focus on that position a little bit more. Hold on, guys, one second. I've been sitting down for a while. I had to bend the knees a little bit. Oh man, so yeah, so I, so that's why I have like a weird theory that if they gave that if they gave somebody like Aaron Donald an MVP, it would force a light on that position to make you understand it a little bit more. Because that's what you say like, oh, it's kind of hard to see, but if you end up watching it more now because your MVP is that position, it will start making you see like, oh damn, look at that, he doing that shit, and there's three people. Oh, well he's or, or look at that, or look how he's pulling this, um this attention to be able to help. It would, it would automatically force your attention to see what this guy is doing at MVP. But every year, it's the quarterback or maybe a running back or West wide receiver. And, we, and then we end up studying that position to see what that position is doing to be an MVP. So if we did it to a defensive player, 
you'll probably end up forcing everybody to de- to start to study defensive players to see what they're doing to be MVP. Because people are already studying defensive players to see what they did to be Hall of Famers and great. But now what, what if you fo- if you hyper-focused them during the game? Not to research them, but hyper-focus on them during the game all the time sometimes to see, hey, let's see what makes this guy so so great in, in real life or in our lifetime. Let me start watching out for him. That's why Dion said he created that primetime character. Because he's like, how come I'm getting paid a third of what wide receivers are getting paid and I'm dominating with the entire game? And no one pays attention to that position. Mm-hmm. So like, he made this primetime character and was flashy and wore the chains and the shades and talked all that junk before the game. Always before the game, never during. Just always before and after. <laughs> Basically, not during those three hours where somebody can take your head off legally. Before and after. He wasn't doing that Richard Sherman. Come after me with Crabtree. Hold on a second. I, I, you, know, you know I got that somewhere. Because, <laughs> you no, know, Richard Sherman. Actually, not even so much Richard Sherman. Because I don't think it was Richard Sherman that I missed out of the, NF, out of the NFL. But who I miss is really... Who, who was the dude that smashed the chain? Robert Crabtree. When you try me with a sorry to save like Crabtree... I'm going to Andy, you get your Barbie chain, yeah. <laughs> Yo, that's all I ever think about. So, I I think I miss more than anything else is is Hakeem Talib, whatever his first name is, Hakeem Talib, and Robert Crabtree, because that three year beef was must see TV. <laughs> Because I also feel that Crabtree left that division to get away from Tlaib. And then Tlaib changed teams. And in the very next year, they had to play each other. He was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> he was like, you know what? The man smashed his chain Yo, because it happened. T- yo. So I, 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 I want to say it happened a third time. But I know it definitely happened twice. The first time it happened, he just really snatched his shit, right? Man, disrespectful. The second time it happened, I think this is the second time it happened. And that's why I can never remember. This is the second or the third time. Robert Crabtree taped his chain to his chest so that Hakeem Talib would not rip it off. Do you know what Talib did? He went into his undershirt because he realized the first time that he couldn't get his chain, but he saw it there around his neck. So he stuck his hand into his undershirt and he ripped it off, tape everything, and chest hairs. Looking like uh, Dean Carell in the 40 year old version. Exactly. <laughs> Nothing with a smiley face on his chest. <laughs> ah, Kelly Parkson. Oh my God. Like, can I, so, I don't even so much miss Richard Sherman as much as I miss seeing those two line up and wishing that they had 10 more years in the league. Because could you imagine the taunting penalties? <laughs> they gotta get rid of that shit too. Oh, God. But I'm, I'm telling you, but this is the problem. If Talib was in the league, 
he would help them justify having taunting penalties if he's still in the league with Robert Crabtree. Like, see, this is why we need taunting penalties. We can't be having this happen. And he's ripping his chain off his chest. This ain't WWE. God damn it, this is madness. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? <laughs> oh, man. That, that dude is fantastic doing color commentary on uh, CBS. Which guy? Akeem Talib. Oh, <laughs> He's getting better. He's getting better. He, he's he's getting better. I still remember his his like, like anybody else. I, I remember his rookie year. His rookie year was real rough. It was real rough. It. I'm sure he was nervous, but now he's he's learning when to put his personality into it and when to yeah play it straight. In the beginning, it was kind of all personality. All Compton, <laughs> like, like it was really like it was it was really a anti Tony Romo, fully anti Tony Romo. This was commentary me- meant for Triller production, <laughs> the kind of commentary he was trying to get. Like only Snoop Dogg and Kevin Hart would appreciate that shit. Call the next Jake Paul fight. Probably, probably, I can definitely see him like doing that. That probably would have been a, a better angle for him. But it was rough in the beginning, and so now I think this is his second or third year doing it, and he's starting to come into his own a little bit. Um, you can see that they, because you know, um, who has it? ESPN has one, the NFL has one, and I know the NBA has their own, where they have their own broadcasting school academy. And you know, a communications academy and shit like that. And they and they and they pushed Talib through that shit. And and you see him starting okay, to get a little I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh no, they do. They do. They do. They all have they all have a little production academy to really help. Like I said, like I said, ESPN has it, NBA, NFL has it. To really help these guys, like if they want to get into a into a, like a TV role or stuff like that, they really have like a, a a boot camp where they send you through it and, and put you through to help with your to, to, to kind of help uh, help you get get that side of your career in because ultimately it it really just helps highlight your sport any better and like it it really does when you get when you get former athletes that are able to to be able to break over and and have roles of of articulance and loquaciousness then yeah it really helps it really helps the sport because for the most part everybody looks at athletes like dumb jocks. Like regardless of, of how many accomplishments that you see them pull out, you that's kind of the stereotype a lot of people still resort to. Unfortunately. Um, hope, my hope is that this Manning cast changes their viewpoints on how they put these guys through through the ring again. It's like I have to imagine people pay attention way more to the Manning cast than they do the regular Monday night broadcast. It should tell them like people want the personalities, they want they want it to be less dry. See, I don't know if it's more yet, but it will be interesting once they start breaking on the demographics of it. And that's going and that's where they're really going to find the answers that they're looking for. Because from what I hear, I hear that a lot of people don't like it. <laughs> but not people that I know. I'm just hearing this is just what I hear from callers. Like I said, I listen to a lot of sports radio. I listen to a ton of sports radio. And I keep hearing people right. talk about how they don't like it, how they prefer it the more traditional. Like we don't, have, we don't care to hear. 
And me, I, I, I prefer to manage it because honestly, and, and even for somebody that, that's in a play-by-play role, half the times I have no clue who's saying what. I have no clue who's calling this. Like, like you really have to find a way to stick out to me. And the Man and Brothers really stick out. So, so we'll see. It's, it's, it's going to be weird. And, and for them, they know one thing because they've been doing this on Amazon. So I don't know if you guys have Amazon Prime. If you guys have Amazon Prime on for the Thursday night games, I think it's for, that you get, they have a feature, or they used to have a feature for different audio. So these, they used to have an all-women's broadcast. So the NFL have seen this done in different variations. So if we start seeing now one broadcast regular and one broadcast for this, I, I don't... I don't think it's going to... Basically what I'm trying to say, I don't, I don't see a full shift to either or. What I am going to see is that there will always be now an option for either or. And that's still something righteous in its own self because now you give people a choice of who they want to listen to and how they will like to you receive their game. More. Give me the regular broadcast, give me the Manicast, and yeah. give me Pat McAfee and Terrell Owens. Yeah, you know, you can you can have the regular blue-collar um, broadcast, or you can have the broadcast from the former players, or you can have the broadcast from the comedians, or you can have the broadcast from the from the from the talking sports analyst. You know what I mean? Like you you can you can play around with this. Like like that's that's the what's the weird thing about this? What's going on, J Lo? Um, that's the weird thing about it, is that, that I don't see it happening. Pat McAfee and Terrell Owens would kill that shit. Yeah, they could. So like you don't have to. You don't have to have an either or. What you can do is give your audience everything and let them decide decide who they want. And then, like I said, what would be interesting to see is where the demographics come out of who's listening to the traditional, right? Like what age, like what age and what sex and what race is listening to the traditional. And then you'll see who's listening to the man, and you know what I mean? And who's listening to the all women's and who's listening to the talking heads. And you may find out people may be switching back and forth to see which one they just like better that week sometimes. But yeah, that'll be I'm not sure about the gender wise, but I guarantee you the manicasts. But what's it no way younger? I'm sure they draw a way younger than an audience did. Oh, but yeah, I don't know. But you see, it all, it all depends. So yeah, with the gender-wise, like, because, I, and like I said, you'll have to break it down for gender just just, just, just to see because, like I said, they have an all-women's all broadcast as well. That Like, I, I don't think, a lot, well, like I said, I don't know if they still have it this year. But I, I don't know if people knew about it for a while, but they had an all-women's broadcast for a while. You just had to pick the different audio option on your Amazon Fire Stick and you could get it. So, Do you find that they're good, but, like, it's still jarring to me? No, like it, it's. I actually it's, sometimes I'm not. I'm so not used to it. Um, not anymore. I think I. I think I may have passed that threshold. But I. But I know what you're talking about. But I know. What you, I do know what you're referring to. I'm not gonna sit here and act like I was never there at one point in time. I. But it's no. I'm no longer there. Like I, 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 I also listen to so many women. Radio put personalities as well too. Like I listen to so many women talk sports already that for me it's always it's it's already and once again it's something that I used to go out of my way to do so that it could become muscle memory and not be so foreign to me. You know what I mean to to either hear see or like no like I hear him now because one of my favorite ones is still Anita Marks and Anita Marks used to play in the LFL or in a version of the LFL the like you know what I mean the like the the, the, the women's football league. 
And she played yeah. she played there for years. So even when I hear her and I hear about her gambling and everything else, like I don't I don't ever really think that it's weird. I'm just like, okay, this is how she presents it. But also, it's no different than being presented from the, than the guy that played versus the guy that didn't play or the women that played versus the women that didn't play. Like if you know how to critically think and break down information and articulate yourself. You know how to critically think, break down information, articulate yourself. That shit ain't that shit ain't ain't, ain't ain't reserved for any particular gender. That's just how you're able to function. Like if you can't, you can't. We got we got Kia Nurse up here. I don't know if you're familiar with Kia Nurse. Kia Nurse. She was in the WNBA. She's a Canadian. She's on the Canadian women's national team for a long time. I know the last name Nurse. I know the last name Nurse. Anyway, she does like the halftime, runs like the halftime show on TSN up here. Uh. She's fantastic at it, and I think the goal is to kind of transition her to the booth eventually. Mm. Listen, that'll be good too. Some of these these stations need to bite the bullet and just try it. And that's what it is. Because, you know know what happens is that they don't want the negative backlash. But... They don't realize what's gonna happen is that you're gonna get that negative backlash regardless. Like, be an adult. Like, get over that shit. Grow up here. Like, because you realize whatever. And a negative backlash they did something about is just a few people that decide to voice their opinions angrily to talk about how they don't like to see a woman in that opinion. But that's only because the vocal minority. Yeah, that's also, that's also because the all the people that love seeing her there. Isn't gonna waste like I'm not gonna. It's not, they're not gonna waste their time to constantly be like, "Yo, damn, we don't want to see her there." You know what they're gonna? They're just gonna do. They're just gonna tune in and see her there. So let's let the numbers talk for itself. Because those people that are writing in, when they don't watch, it's not gonna affect it. But you know what's happening? They're still watching. That's the reason why they're writing you saying they're offended because they can't stop watching. They just want you to put something different on for them to watch, which means that they're gonna watch anyway. <laughs> <laughs> say that. I'm mad there's a woman on the broadcast team. Did you watch the whole game? Well, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, 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 listen, no other person more than me. I hate Reggie Miller on the announced team. But I found a solution. I mute that shit. <laughs> I, I, it really did the other day to me. He was calling a game, and I was like, I can't listen to this. I really can't listen to this. I can't continue to listen to this. Every time he talks, it, it just sounds like it's personal. It's, <laughs> it really does. Every time he says something, it feels personal or I feel offended by every single thing that he says. I can't listen to him at, at all. I'm impressed by TNT. They must have had a, a time 10 or so years ago where they were very tempted to put Shaq, Ernie, Kenny, and Chuck on the, in the booth for the games. Hmm. It had to but be. They're smart enough to save that shit for halftime. I think so too. I I I I want to fully agree with you on that. I think there was a point in time they probably thought about it too. Even I thought about that they should. They probably thought about that shit. <laughs> but it's like, no, you know what? Let's. It's like the, the overexposure. Like, yeah, exactly. The, it, it's less special if they're there for three hours. Mm-hmm. The, the, the exclusivity or, or the rarity of having them for that for that little bit of window. Uh, and and, and it, it works, it works. But it works a whole lot more than having Reggie Miller. I hate that dude. I hate him. But I want to say, though, the one good thing that, has, that I can say about Reggie Miller, because Reggie Miller calls games, and I have to mute games, 
He has forced me to study more tape than I. He has forced me to study games a whole lot better than I ever had before because I can't rely on the commentary to feed me information. I have to watch everything and understand what's going on without the value. So, some good came out of that. I can see, like I catch myself watching an NBA game, even an NFL game. Like the, like ball watching, I guess what we call it. Pop. But yeah, yeah, you call yourself ball you watching. Not attention, like what the other dudes on the field of the quarter doing. Yeah, yeah, you definitely do. And I'm gonna tell you something too. When I when I catch myself mute in the game, I catch myself. Not ball watching so much because again, when you're when it's unmuted, you kind of have the commentary team to kind of feed you everything else, right? As you're watching the ball, they they they're able to tell you about all the action, the double screens, depending on what happened here, what happened here. When that doesn't happen, it really forces your eye to get to go to everybody else but the guy who has the ball because you know the guy with the ball. If he's doing what he's doing, he's gonna flash into your peripheral, right? He's gonna do something, or you're just gonna see a shot go up suddenly. But to see that match, but it's only with certain teams though. Like with Golden State, Golden State. If you ever had to watch a, te- a game on mute and not listen to the commentators, Golden State may be one of the best ones. I, I'm gonna probably do it for Charlotte game. I'm gonna do it for Chicago game too to see how they are. Like cause I haven't done it with a lot of the teams this year, but I think I'm gonna pick a couple of select teams that have a, a specific kind of star to see how those games come across muted. And I will let you guys know. But it is time for me to let you guys know where you can catch the next podcast at. Actually, it's time for me to let you guys know where you can catch a lot of stuff at. First thing I need to let you do is let you know where you can get yourself some love in that. Because we've been here the whole podcast. What's going on? Goods, goods showed up at the end of the podcast. Appreciate everything that you do. Goods is another one we was talking about that I mentioned about um, being thankful for. He's another one of those. Another one of, 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 of them. Thank you, Goods. Appreciate it. Hope you had a, had a lovely Thanksgiving. Um, Guys. I am ill remiss. I, 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 don't, I don't want to forget this. But, as you guys know, I still have a Blue Chew promo code for you guys. You guys don't know what Blue Chew is by now? I'm pretty sure you've seen it all over your social media. Or maybe it's me. Like, I wonder, is everybody else seeing all of these Blue Chew commercials? Or is it just me based on how often I talk about Blue Chew? Because I see Blue Chew all the time. And I feel like people that know me... That joined this podcast, like Natalie, she sees Bluetooth commercials all the time. I'm always talking with Natalie, my sensei, about Bluetooth, so we always so it comes up mentioned. I'm like, damn, is it me? Am I being targeted, or is it just really like a bunch of Bluetooth commercials out there? I don't know. I don't know. But Bluetooth happens to be, folks, that little blue pill that can give you back your thrill. All you need to do is open up a pack and then you head to the sack. Just a few chews before you do, 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 do. It has the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so this is one opportunity that you definitely don't want to miss. This is a sports show, so trust me when I say she's going to love how you come through like a champ when you blue chew in advance. And if you use this week's promo code of LPXH, that's Lima Papa X-Ray Hotel, you are able to get your first order of Blue Chew for free from my tea. Yes, folks, Blue Chew. All you got to do is chew it and then make it do what it do it, baby. What's going on, squirrels? Uh-huh. 
coming at the end of the podcast. And you guys also forget that we'll be right back with you guys Monday evening, 8 p.m., 8.07. Let's be, let, let's be exact. You guys know I, I can never start exactly at 8 o'clock. We're going to be here at 8.07. <clears throat> listen, that little pill will have your ex hitting you up. Like that, listen, and, and we, all, we all know that is, that is gray sweatpants season, right? So, listen, Papa Blue Chew, put on the gray sweatpants. That's the male version of lingerie. Right? Yeah, I'm giving away free blue chew. All you got to do is use your... Bro- Listen, for you guys that are not popping in the podcast as I'm ending, blue chew promo code LPXH. Get yourself a free order of blue chew. You understand? Like I said, put on a blue chew, put on some gray sweatpants, walk around the house. Next thing you know, she's over here looking at you as your little man is looking at her. You know what I mean? She looking at you, but she ain't looking at you. She looking at him, but he looking at her. And next thing you know, you get your squeak em, squeak, squeak em, squeak, 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 squeak em, squeak, squeak em on. And yes, folks, with my promo code, you get yourself a free order. And all you gotta do is pay for shipping and handling. That's about it. Pay for shipping and handling. Because I can't, I, listen, somebody gotta get paid for somewhere. Pay for shipping and handling. Everything else is on the house. Chew it and then do it. Lionel Richie style. All night long, all night, yeah. Oh no, listen, yeah, you put it to sleep. Straight put it to sleep. So if you guys forget, we'll be back here Monday evening, eight oh seven p.m. You'll catch the podcast. I'll be back from vacation. I'll tell you how the weekend went. We'll we'll we'll, we'll do our we'll do our weekend wrap up. <laughs> you want that bound chicken? Wow, wow. <laughs> Right, and I got my. I don't, I don't, we're not gonna do our. We're not gonna do our picks for this week, right? We'll leave. We'll 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 leave the countdown picks um um, um for next week, folks. But I look forward to hearing back from you guys. And actually, shit, next Wednesday, next Wednesday, folks, we will be live at Sharkies. So if you're in the South Florida area, live at Sharkies, you can find us 8:07 p.m. December first. Drink specials, food specials, I'm special, you're special, we're all special. We're out of here. Mighty Sports Podcast. Hey, yo, DJ Mighty. Outro for me so I can stop rattling. Thank you, SB. Squirrel's good. Chill, right. Will. Everybody that joined the podcast, everybody that came through, that made it through. That I saw you. All of you. Appreciate it. Next time, Squirrel, call into the podcast. We'll love to hear from you. No lag. Gonna share my talents with Podbean Live. Always knew I'd take the pod there. Just a lot later than a lot of listeners thought. Last of the real gabbers. Well, maybe not the last. Munchkin got good mic skills. New. Improved. My T podcaster. Potty down now. Last call for drinks. I didn't even make picks this week. Bars closed. You have to catch it on the site. Sun's out. Heard the casino got a buffet breakfast. Don't want to go far. Wild night. Tired be. Tired. My tea!
tia. 